Yo, yo, yo. We got a brand new hockey happy hour coming at you right now. We got live reactions of Florida and Tampa Bay, and we got second round talk. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that fucking share button. Let's go. Oh, shit. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Hockey Happy Hour live on A2DRadio.com. I am Matt Sinsuti. I guess in disguise. And along with this is the dark wing, Brian Daly. What up? And the broken one himself, Rob Povia. If I suck balls, you're king of suck balls mountain. Ah! <laughs> and we welcome you, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Hockey Happy Hour, brought to you by Manscaped. And, by the way, guys, you can get 20% off of your order with free shipping with the A2D code at manscaped.com. And listen, it's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. That's 20% free shipping with the code A2D at manscaped.com. So, listen, guys, you don't want to be dealing with, what is it, Brian? Junk funk. Yeah, you don't want that. So, and the ladies... Definitely don't want that. So do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. Go get Manscaped. Take care of it, and you'll be golden. And today's poll question brought to you by none other than BetUS, which is one of the top leading sports books in the United States. And it's been in the market for 25 years, and you could bet anywhere in the U.S. on everything, and you can use the link that you see down below for 125% for a sign-up bonus. That's uh, not a bad deal right there. Hey, listen, we're getting into the thick of the Stanley Cup playoffs as well as the NBA playoffs, and, of course, baseball season's just getting going. So maybe you want to throw a little money around, maybe make some extra cash. Not a bad idea. And the poll question for tonight is the Panthers – will beat the President's Trophy curse. Agree or disagree? They are currently in Game 1 against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they're leading one to nothing off of a goal from Anthony Duclair in the first. Gentlemen, do you think that this Panthers team can do it? Do you think that they can sidestep the President's Trophy curse and win themselves their first-ever Stanley Cup in franchise history? First of all, Matty, welcome back, brother. Um <laughs> Taking, uh, uh, I guess, your role in terms of uh, keeping up with the live reads and controlling this shit show uh, <laughs> is hard goddamn work. And I appreciate you all the more now that you're back. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's good to be I, back. I cannot be controlled. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be controlled. <laughs> 
Oh, so gents, what do you think? Do you think the Panthers can do it? Do you think that they can not only they got through a very tough series in the Washington Capitals. Now they've got a tough battle against the Lightning. Do you think they can get through them and then the Eastern Conference Finals and then win themselves their first ever cup? Go ahead, Riley. You know, I'm going to agree with this. I think they can. And I think we're seeing why tonight that they bring a lot of scoring. They bring depth, all four lines, and they can play a defensive game with a tough shot-blocking Tampa Bay team, as we saw in the first 10 minutes tonight. I mean, granted, it's game one. They're feeling each other out. You know, we've been around the block before. We've seen this before. So that's going to kind of predicate why the shot tolls are low at this point, especially on the Tampa Bay side. But, I mean, Panthers are really just, you know, flexing flexing their worth in this series. I mean, so far in the playoffs in terms of being a well-balanced team, Brian. No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, early on, Rob, like to your point, man, the, these guys are really feeling each other out, especially in that first 14-ish minutes into the first period here. Two really great opportunities on the power play for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Came up with two shots and two opportunities. So, you know, obviously missing Braden Point is going to be um, a huge disadvantage for the Lightning, especially on that end. But seeing early here with the with the way the Panthers are playing – especially on the PK, super aggressive on the PK, not really allowing Tampa Bay to get set up to get a clean shot. I can't – I can't – it depends on on how long Braden points out for. If he's game to game, this could be a very long series. Um, but to the poll, I, I think if they were going to lose, it was going to be in the first round. So I, I agree to the poll. I think they do sidestep the. I, I think they've already sidestepped the President's Trophy curse. Uh, this is a tough matchup for them, but if they can get through Tampa, I can't see them not getting to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I mean, Tampa is just a resilient group. I mean, you saw it back against the wall in that series against Toronto to coming out and winning game seven in Toronto and just adding the misery on that fan base. Uh, we'll get into more of that later on uh, when we get in the shootout segment. But just seeing um, uh, the resiliency of a team that, you know, I said, you know, played a lot of hockey over the last two years. Um, so they're 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 a great test. Um, you know, President's Trophy versus two-time Stanley Cup champs. I mean, what what battles we're seeing in the second round? What great storylines too? For real. I mean, like I said, this is going to be a battle. You know, you got a team like the Florida Panthers as a fast tra- transition team. You know, they score off the rush. You know, they are a team that can get set up, but a lot of people, you know, want to overlook their defensive core. I mean, yeah, it's probably not the best in the league, but, you know, they're top five defense in the NHL, and, and they're that way for a reason. You went out and you got Ben Sherratt. That made them better. You went out you they got uh, Claude Giroux, which made them better as well. This is a loaded team in Florida, you know. I should say in Sunrise because they are playing a team in Tampa, so i got to be a little more specific. <laughs> um, you know, you went out and they got better, and now they can match up a little bit better with a team like Tampa. But, again, without Braden Point, this team isn't at full strength, as strong as Tampa Bay is. But like I said, you know, if if Florida can keep up the aggressive nature, again, only game one, but if they can keep up the aggressive nature on the on the penalty kill against Tampa, allow them to not get set up, set up and keep the shots at a minimum, 
I had I don't I don't see this this Florida Panthers team losing this series and moving on to the to the conference finals. All right. Well, it'll be an intriguing matchup between both teams. It's the second ever time these two guys are meeting up, second year in a row that they're meeting up. So the Battle of the Sunshine State, Chapter 2, Round 2. We'll see if Florida can make up for what happened last year when they lost that first meeting to Tampa. Of course, right now they're off to a good start, you know, one nothing lead into the second period. I think what really killed them in last year in that series, they lost both games at home in the fir- at the very beginning of that series. And while they showed some resiliency and won games four and five, they were kind of screwed the moment they lost the first two games. So if they can manage to avoid doing something like that, yeah, they're definitely in, in good shape for this series. That, Maddie, that just dawned on me that it was uh, back-to-back years, these teams matching up. Never knew that it was actually the first time that it's ever happened. They're really making it a thing. Yeah, very first time ever. These two teams met last year in the playoffs. The Lightning went on to win that series in six. And, uh, yeah, this is the round two, and it's very fresh. So it should be interesting. Well, with things back to normal in terms of playoff format and divisions and both of these teams being elite in that Atlantic division, probably not going to be the last time. Nope. You know, going through the divisions, through through the bracket and tournament. Yeah. We got Tom saying – what's up, Tom, saying DeBoer got fired. Let's fucking go. Very happy that the Golden Knights – Got rid of their coach after failing to make the playoffs this year. This now Fletcher, don't you sign? Don't you sign? <laughs> this had me scratching my head for a second, and I'm not the biggest Peter DeBoer fan. And I mean, Matt, you know he's he's uh, you know had coached your your Sharks for a little bit. Yes, he was. Um, you missed the playoffs one year in Vegas, and and you're firing coaches. That that doesn't seem right to me. I'm. Well, Vegas has made a lot of puzzling decisions. They traded Mark Andre Fleury for nothing, and I mean, that exchange- one I kind of understand. You made you made a a, a commitment to Robin uh, to uh, Robin Lanier, so that one that one makes a little bit more sense to me. You 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 missed one one playoffs in in your your franchise existence, and you're firing coaches. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out why they fired Gerard Gallant. It's I, I think it's because this team is. This team wants to figure out what's wrong, and so they figure, okay, it has to be the coach. It can't be the players. It has to be the coach. It can't be the lack of the fact that they goaltending at times failed them, and it can't be that. It can't be any of those things. It's got to be the coach. They're trying to figure out why they haven't got back to the Stanley Cup Finals and why they missed the playoffs for the first time. They're they're not happy, and they're not very thrilled that they're possibly on the decline. And they're worried about that. I mean, that seems a little, a little, uh, a bit of a rash decision there to. Oh, it is. Fire the board. I mean, am I, am I wrong with that? No, no, you are absolutely right. I don't agree with firing a coach just because you missed the playoffs one year. I mean, DeBoer, though, has a history of not making adjustments well. And that's probably the reason why when he took both of his respective teams to the Stanley Cup finals, they did not win those respective finals. San Jose did not win theirs, and New Jersey did not win theirs. So, you know, maybe that had something to do with it. Either way, no matter which way you want to roll with it, it still seems like a rash decision as well. You know, it, it seems it's a knee-jerk reaction to missing the playoffs. That's all I'm getting at. Yeah. I mean, why were they surprised? 
You know, you're talking about a head coach that I believe is 50 games over 500 in the regular season and 18 games below 500 in the playoffs. Uh, maybe not 18, but close to it. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a fair point. Some coaches just can't do it in the playoffs. And, and you know, as a Ducks fan, we're familiar with one specifically in Bruce Boudreau, who was a phenomenal regular season coach, still is a phenomenal regular season coach, and and I'm I'm thrilled for Vancouver. It's going to get another full year out of Boudreaux, but <laughs> it just, don't worry it about it, Brian. Sense. We have plenty of experience. We have plenty of them here. Uh, yeah, Daddy. yeah, definitely. <laughs> Good old Flyer land. Uh, and Dylan saying Vegas is just like their town. Fun in the moment, immediate regret after. <laughs> What's up, Dylan? No, nah, man, no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> By the way, What's Dylan up, is saying, he goes on to say, What's going on, guys? I am hyped for the Battle of Alberta tomorrow. Go, Flames, go. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about the Battle of Alberta in just a moment. We had Greg chiming in. What's up, fellas? What's going on, Greg? Greg. Saying, Let's go. Throwing out some lightning bolts. Guess he might have put some money down on the lightning. And, uh, Said disagree uh, to the poll. So I think he definitely threw some money down on the lightning. Down, he's down in the area. That's where he's staying right now. You know what I mean? Uh, like working. So, okay. so yeah, so I get it. But don't disrespect G on our program, Greg. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Greg kind always of... takes a disagree, though. It doesn't matter what it's about. He always takes a disagree. <laughs> you ever watch agree to disagree? He's always taking disagree. He never he's agrees. That, he's gotta be unless the contrarian. It's a negative, unless it's a negative agree, he'll he's not gonna take it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, everybody wants to hear the contrarian take. Of right? course, of course. It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. And Greg decided, I'll do it. He's the king of the Negadelphians. Love you, Greg. Dan saying, hey, hey, what's up, Dan? Got Eileen saying, good evening, gentlemen. How are you all doing? Oh, okay, Eileen. How are you? Oof. What's up, Eileen? How you doing, babe? Yeah, they're getting the sticks up in this game. Stamkos just took, almost took it to the chomper. Yeah. Joe saying three of my final four still alive. I had Calgary, Minnesota, Florida, and New York. Rangers and Calgary barely squeaked through. Thought Minnesota had some momentum. Apparently not. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about Minnesota and St. Louis. He's asking me what's up with the cam. Well, problem is my camera, for some stupid freaking reason, my computer is saying that my browser doesn't have access to my devices. So because of that reason, my camera won't work. I managed to get my microphone to go. And this is all about five minutes before I was able to jump on the air. So, you know, of course, surprises left and right for me right now. Time for an upgrade, Maddie. Yeah, it's been time for a long time. Dancing, uh, Bruce, there it is. <laughs> right, Bruce, there it is. I mean, I'm excited for Vancouver to get him for a full year. So they should be able to get back on track. And I know. Sure, I know um, a couple of players on that in that roster that are dealing with some personal shit. Hopefully, they can, uh, you know, get some get some, you know, peace, peace of mind for 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 all that, and get back to being able to play hockey. So, all right. So, with that, we go into our East matchups that we got going on for the second round. Obviously, we've been talking about Florida and Tampa as they are currently battling. Still one nothing Florida in the second. Oh, almost one one. Yeah, almost. Looks like did that hit the crossbar. Yep. Wow. Wow, that was really close. Looked like it looked like it ticked off the goaltender's pad, and the puck just went straight up in the air and hit the post. 
So it's a save. Oh, tough save, but well, that's that's. Oh, okay, that's what happened. Well, uh, right, Matt. I'm watching on my phone, so it's a little smaller than normal. That's right what off said. the yeah, went <laughs> went off, went off the kick uh, the kick pad, and then up into Brandon Montour, but Brandon Montour able to ah. to knock it down and, and give it right back to Bob. Still dangerous though, because if that goes off a of Montour with a little bit more velocity, that might jump into the back of the net. Sure. Uh, let's see here. We got Ant chiming in. What's up, Ant? Saying. For betting reasons, I help the Panthers win with the cup. Okay, there you go. Fair enough. Ross Put the money saying, in your pocket. Yeah. Roska saying Vegas Golden Knights suck. Wonder if Tom has anything to say about that. Dan saying finished on that, but... <laughs> finished a one day work week, five and a half hours. So tired. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good. One. I've heard of the four day work week. One day. That's nice. That is a nice. It's very yeah. nice. Hopefully, I him. Nick. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I know of a lot of people that have a one-day work week. I lied. They're, all, <laughs> they're at the welfare office. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tomorrow is my first day off in, in in over a week, so I'm yeah. I have no sympathy for that. Bry, the uh, hardest working man in uh, in North Carolina. <laughs> You're damn right. I got three goddamn jobs because. <laughs> because I need to keep my mind busy. Pride's <laughs> yeah. over here like David Wayans being like three jobs. I got 13 jobs, man. <laughs> John's saying I just if I didn't have if I didn't have the, the brim, you guys could see the bags under my eyes and the dark circles. It's bad. John's saying I just turned A2D on and I'm feeling that big duck energy. Nice. My guy. Nice. My guy. <laughs> Good to hear from you, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, guys, that little Fresh logo Robin that you butt. see on the side of John's name, that little logo indicates that he is an A2D member. So if you ever want to join up with A2D, it's $9.99 a month. There's plenty of cool perks. Some of them are appearances on shows, members-only streams, shout-outs, and weekly sports picks from the Money Pot Podcast and Willie Vegas. Those guys know what they're talking about, so you definitely want to uh, take that advice and run with it to either uh, US or to a couple of other sponsors that we got on the show. So, yeah, get yourself signed up. Okay. Good huh. shot going to the box. Tampa Bay's going to get a power play. <laughs> You oh. headbutted somebody. Penalties <laughs> <laughs> called in this first half of this game. What, it didn't wasn't Tampa at least on the power play three times? Uh, uh, last twice, twice in the first period. I, twice, I missed, okay. I, if they were the third one, I missed it. Either way, it's. I mean, you would expect penalties to be flying between two teams that are not, you know, not too friendly with each other. However, though, coaches, you know, they got to rein them in be like oh no, no 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 calm down calm down last thing you want to do is start having parades to the box the flyers know a thing or two about that plus <laughs> plus you don't want to take stupid penalties like ben Sherratt just did and, and give tampa bay an opportunity to tie this game up because regardless of having braden, having braden point or not this team is also just as deep as florida is mm-hmm. and just as dangerous oh, especially yeah. on the power play yep and saying, do you think Trotz comes here and coaches? This is the single most important move Fletcher makes this offseason. Possibilities there, but I'm not so sure if Trotz comes here. Only because it's Philadelphia and we're not allowed to not, we're not allowed to have nice things. We're just not. 
I mean, I'm surprised we kept Giroux for as long as we did. That's stunning. I think there was a possibility before a lot more alternatives have come about. I mean, we talked about it last week, Brian. Yeah, I'm not big on on Trotz coming here, and I don't think he's going to be too big on him coming here because at his stage in his career as a coach, he's he's set up to be on winning teams, and this Flyers team is far from a winning team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a, you know the Flyers are in need of a, a coach who can maybe look a little bit of a bigger window here to be able to not only develop the, the talent, the younger players that are coming up and that are going to be on the roster next year versus a coach who is essentially a win-now coach. So, you know, from what I heard, Trotz is going to have an interview with the Winnipeg Jets. I think that's going to be a better situation for him than coming to Philadelphia mm-hmm. and having to worry about developing players. Yeah. He's had he's had success – with you know that situation in Nashville, but also look at what he's done since he's left Nashville. You know he's won in Washington. Why? Because that was a win now team. That's really he didn't have any. He had some success with the Islanders, but that's not a win now team. That's a team that's still trying to figure out their own identity, and that's why he had a lack of success this year as well. So I think if he, if he comes to Philadelphia, where the, the fan base is going to be trying to get rid of him after the first year because. This team is not a team that's set up to win now, and that's what they think is going to happen when you bring in a coach like Barry Trotz, who is a great coach. Don't let me say otherwise because I'm not saying that he's not, but he's not the right fit for this team right now. The timing's not there. And, and I apologize. I was off uh, on another tab, and I heard um, uh, Torts, not Trotz. That's why I was saying that at one time Torts would be an option here. But with guys like – uh, trots like Paul Maurice, even a DeBoer. Please don't do that. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of options out there. So I think still tying in from my misconception to your point, Brian, that there's a lot of other guys out there that are more of an ideal fit for a developing team. Paul Maurice could be one of those guys in terms of uh, player development. That's one of his strong suits. Um. Always going to side with Tockett in terms of being that that um, work ethic, you know, kind of what Roddy Brennamore is bringing in for Carolina. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But like, sort of like that. I wouldn't even say like rule with an iron fist. That was more of like AV, but like just a system of accountability. And I think that's what you really need. I think that's what the Flyers have been missing for a couple of years now is accountability. No, absolutely. And Hockett is that guy because you see how well it works with Brendan Moore in, in Carolina, you know, that, that, you know, we're going to roll, we're going to roll with accountability and it works well. And if you can get the right group, which obviously Brindy has the right group in Carolina down here because they're moving on the second round, best team, one of the best teams in the NHL, one of the best defensive teams in the NHL, if not the best defensive team in the NHL, it works. So you know, maybe maybe you you do go down the Rick Tockett road, but for me, and we'll move back to the NHL playoffs after this. Uh, is you know, you one of those three guys: Tockett, Maurice, or even Claude Julian. Claude Julian did a great job developing mm-hmm. Boston into a Stanley Cup contender, and won one with the Boston Bruins. So, just a way to go. Yeah, I'd be fine. I'd be fine with Julian too. Yeah. 
All right, and Eileen, uh, no, we're not having any technical issues. I'm not sure what's up with the feed on that one. Uh, we, we're fine over here, but uh, might just be where it might just need a refresh. Um, let's see, Dan, just, Dan was uh, just throwing out uh, money signs there. Uh, Rob, I think your mic was muted. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I was muting it because I was going to check out the feed to see if anything was wrong. But I was, I was, uh, what I was saying was, is I think I need a refresh. Tonight. And maybe that was meant to be muted, but I still said it anyway. And Dan, that's ironic because that's what they used to call me back in college, man. <laughs> My money's or, or, uh, or Bobby Blunt's. <laughs> Uh, John was saying he's the first ever A2D member. He was. Yeah. He was. And Roska saying Orlando Magic won the NBA draft lottery, number first pick overall. They did. And then John also says, agree, I want to see Florida shit the bed. Could you imagine their lame Stanley Cup parade through the retirement home community? <laughs> to be fair, they'd go down. They, they'd do it in Miami. They would do it on the, on the strip down there. I mean – That'd be pretty damn be funny, funny though. <laughs> yeah. All the 90-year-old people and their walkers just, you know, throwing up their cane. <laughs> oh. That was good. Well, what happened? Drew. What's this? God. What's this hacky? Is it it's hacky? That's what that's called. <laughs> I remember when Glee LaFleur played. No, no, you don't, Grandpa. You never watched hockey before. Who is Glee LaFleur? I I don't know, Grandpa. We don't we don't watch this. <laughs> we live in Florida. Stop it. Oh my God, that was so fucking trippy. Like listening to the show, but still hearing you guys or whatever is awesome. Can I? Do, I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> you see, you don't need to drop acid to have a good time. You just have to. <laughs> oh and Dylan's saying, God, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, he's back. <laughs> Dylan saying, if the Flames lost to the Stars, there were reports Sutter was going to retire again, as the Flames would have went to him rebuild in, in that case. Craziness, yeah, that is pretty crazy. I could understand the frustration on that. <laughs> All right, he gets booted this round, and same reports going to come out. I'm just yeah, yeah asking right. for myself. <laughs> Be interesting. <laughs> John saying. Oh, oh, wow. Florida almost almost made it happen. John saying, with the first pick in the NBA draft, the Orlando Magic draft, Shaq's nasty toenails. <laughs> Good Dance. Lord. After that, after that one uh, Geico commercial, I think he does, where he's walking in somebody else's shoes. Is that Geico? <laughs> I forget what commercial that was, but he's walking in like some chick. Sure, he plenty of times. He always said, he's always telling you to give your balls a tug. <laughs> oh, if, dear if Jesus. You, if you catch the reference, you have good taste. So, <laughs> I clearly did not. <laughs> I'm mortified right now. I'm just going to watch a hockey game. You guys have a good show. See you, boys. All right. So, let's get into those East matchups here. So, we talked about Tampa and Florida. 
Let's dive in to our other matchup, and that is the Metro Division champs, the Carolina Hurricanes. They are taking on the New York Rangers. You know, for both sides, the Hurricanes had that great run a few years back. A couple of tough endings to their runs over the last couple of years. The bubble, they got out of the qualifier by beating the Rangers. So this will be a rematch from that. And after sweeping the Rangers in that three games to none, they unfortunately uh, got ousted by the Bruins. But after two endings to the Bruins, you know, from the Bruins, they finally get that monkey off their back this year. They finally get through the Boston Bruins, and now they're here in the second round. It's got to feel good for them, but, uh, you know, they can't let that, you know, can't let that blind them. They still got a lot of work to do. And... Their opponent, you know, I'll say this right now, the Rangers and the Penguins, that was a very intense series. And uh, it was a great series, too, between two heated rivals. And, um, you know, I think that victory means so much to the Rangers as a team because this young up-and-coming team does, did not have a victory in the playoffs. They only had one appearance, and that was that qualifier where they got swept. Last year they didn't make it. This year you make it. And you wind up winning a very tough series and coming back from three from three one, huge win for this team as they progress forward, going on to the next round. So, gents, two teams they have a situation here where both of them kind of shed a little bit of bad luck in the playoffs. One against a team that consistently eliminated them over the year over these last recent years. The other team finally getting their first victory in a playoff series up and coming wise. What do you think? What do you expect from this series? Who do you think wins it? <laughs> I want to see what you have to say first. That'd be okay. part of the comment. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Cause you look like you were about to say something. I'm like, I'm not going to jump in on it. I'm going to wait for him. Um, I think this could be a very entertaining series, uh, to be completely honest with you. I mean, I've seen a lot of the Carolina Hurricanes just moving down here to Raleigh. And, and you know, this is a team that, that you know, they thrive on accountability. They thrive on each other. And they thrive on setting up in the zone. Um, they don't take shots unless somebody's sitting in front of the net. They are one of the best defensive teams in the NHL. And now they're going to be – healthy with Freddie Anderson coming back. I believe he is going to be playing tomorrow night. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I'm pretty sure Freddie Anderson is back in that for the Carolina Hurricanes in game one. Um, the Rangers, on the other hand, they are a young, fast, skilled team. They score most of their goals on the rush on transition. You know, they have the team built to do that because they have a lot of speed and they have a lot of scores. You know, they know how to create offense that way. You know, they, they create odd man rushes with that speed. But, you know, you're going off on – you're going up against a team like the Carolina Hurricanes who, you know, they, they like to play that physical game on the defensive side of the puck. You know, they, they like to – I don't want to necessarily say trap you in the neutral zone, but they'll shut you down at the blue line. Um, Tony D'Angelo and a few others – Going up against a former team, I think there's like five or six uh, former Rangers on this Carolina roster. But, you know, I think Tony D is going to have a lot to prove to this Rangers team. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, Tony D, Jesper Fast, Derek Stepan, you know, all these guys, former Rangers. What's up, Benny? 
What's up, I see this. I see this being a high-scoring affair. I th- I see this being a very high-pace affair. I I see I see the Hurricanes winning in seven. I think the Rangers hang around. I think they make it a really good series. Uh, I I I think they lose in seven. I think they lose in seven. Carolina goes on to the Eastern Conference Finals to face the Florida Panthers. Fair enough, and I'm glad I let you go first because yeah, that that is going to be an interesting story. You know what I mean? And Tony D'Angelo versus the old club. There's a, there's there's a lot of bad blood there. I mean, we saw when Mark Freeman came back to Philadelphia in a Pittsburgh uh, Penguins uniform. You know, and and how much heat that brought in. Now you're going to multiply that by a thousand, by a million. You know, in terms of the story as well as it being in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, Carolina is going to be a tough test for Carolina because man, all the momentum in the world is on the blue shirts back right now, coming back down three, one, uh, you saw Igor really struggling earlier on in that series. And then Pittsburgh really angered him. We're all one. one. Yeah. We're all knotted up. This is is what I was saying before, man. If that power penalty kill doesn't stay aggressive, that power play is going to come back to bite him. Looks like Corey Perry. It was Corey Perry. Yeah. What's Corey Perry doing on the power play? Scory Perry. <laughs> Great move by Kucherov, though, man. They were not they were they were locked in on Kucherov and they just they left Corey Perry just wide he had a wide open net too. But Bronski just absolutely froze. Was that Barkov? He completely undressed by making that little move? Yeah, it looks like that was uh, no, it wasn't no, Barkov. Zach Blood. Yeah, Zach Blood, yeah. Either way. Nice little move from Kucherov over to Perry all by himself and just puts it right into a wide open net right behind Bobrovsky. So there we go, 1-1 here in the second period, and it is Perry's third goal of the postseason. Go ahead, Robbie. Yeah, man, this could be an exciting series, you can tell already. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is this uh, Carolina Rangers series. Uh, Prince Igor, I mean, you know, you have Vesna trophy finalist, obviously had a phenomenal regular season, was not looking like that. In games one, two, and three, even four, right now he brought that regular season Igor back and just making save after save off of countless rushes from Jake Gensel and many talented uh, Penguins players. I mean, I get it; they were down Crosby uh, before he came back in Game Seven, but there was still a lot of talent there to stop. And you know, we already saw. That the Rangers they can score goals. They can score goals with the best of I mean Chris Kreider having a career year. Uh, you know, continuing that level of play here in the playoffs. Uh, Mika also woke up in that series. So coming into this series, do you carry that momentum or is there gonna be a stalled out period where you gotta ramp up? Because if you dig a hole against a Carolina Hurricanes team, you're gonna be swallowed up in the storm. Excuse the pun. So <laughs> that's what it's gonna come down to is how fast starts. In the series and in game one, um, in the end, I think the ride will end. I think it's going to be when you have that much elation in a seven-game series, it takes it out of you. And there's a lot of young players on this team, a lot of players just getting their beaks wet. Um, you don't believe in moral victories, but getting to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs a couple years from being one of the worst teams in the league is a hell of an accomplishment. And just the beginning of the iceberg for the New York Rangers, I think Carolina will come out on top and move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
I mean, you bring up a great point there, Robbie, because you know what? That was something I, I failed to mention in the last series was the importance of Mika Zibadajad and um, Igor Shosturkin. You know, the one, the one I will note this, though, the one thing that you, you did miss, he's also a heart finalist as well. He's up for the league MVP. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's going to be a great goaltending matchup. Obviously, you know, the edge goes to the Rangers, but – you know, without Mika Zibanejad, they don't win game six. They don't win game six. He had like five points or something like that in game six. And, and you know, they were all big-time points too. Um, you know, it's, I, and you know what? I, I want to say that I want to give the edge to Carolina as far as experience goes, but you, you even want to go as far as to say, like, they're, they don't really have a ton of experience either in, in the playoffs. Sure. You know, they, they're kind of in the same boat here, but – yeah, you, I mean, your your point with Igor is is, is great because he's the best uh, goal. To, he he's a top three goalie in the league right now. Right, um, and it's no so. surprise that he is up for the heart because they live and die with him. You saw when he was playing poorly earlier in the Penn series. Well, it got to be three one. So I mean, you know, when you make that much of a difference and you're the guy between the pipes, I mean, now you're talking. Well, I mean, another icon in this city in Henrik Lundqvist level. Now you're talking a Marty Brodeur level, a Patrick Waugh level. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not about to crown the kid just yet, but he makes that type of impact. Yeah, well, he absolutely does. And he did. And he did. It, again, if it wasn't for – I mean, he made countless saves and big saves there in that, the final couple games of the Penguins series that, that really could have swung the momentum the other way. True. Right. And we got a power play at the end of the period for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Brandon Montour got his stick up high on Hagel. And so he's in the box for two minutes. So big opportunity here for the Lightning to try and take the lead before the second period comes to a close. What's in the box? (laughs) Apparently a bunch of Panthers. Jesus. They need to stay out of the box if they want to survive this series. Yeah. All right. So... No Braden point, but this team is still extremely dangerous because they move the puck really well like they're doing right there. Yes, they are. And they are. do it quick. They do it quick. Dylan's saying, if Edmonton scores all the power play goals, I think Sutter might try might strangle the officials and most likely Zadorov because he takes all the dumb penalties. <laughs> I mean, Sherratt took a dumb penalty that led to a goal, so I'm, I'm not surprised if that would actually happen. I, if, I'm, if I'm Andrew Brunette, I'm ripping this team – in, in this intermission for, for taking too many stupid penalties, you know, the, mo- the momentum was all in favor of Florida going to this period. And now we're going to the third period. It's all on Tampa's side right now. So if I, if I'm fine, I'm, I'm Andrew Brunette. I'm sitting my boys on, we got to figure out a way to stay out of the box here. And uh, John saying, how do the Flyers shed cap? We have what? 6 million in space. Um, yeah, that would basically be the answer to that. <laughs> trade a JVR, trade a TK even. Um, you could even go way out of the box, and this would be full-out rebuild. This wouldn't be a retool, but you sign Sean Couturier to a very lengthy, very expensive contract, um, and he's still got a lot of promise. You know what I mean? I, I think there's a, a, a trade value there. You make a trade like that, now you're really sitting pretty in terms of your flexibility for the team. Do I want to necessarily see that happen? No. I mean, I'd like to. I I think Coots is young enough to where you can still build around it around him. It just depends on what your goals or organization are, which I still am not clear about at this juncture. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think 
Fletcher is really clear about where the direction of this team is going. And I'm not saying that, you know, to be a negative Nelly, but it's the truth. I don't even think he knows where he wants to go right now. I think they're still trying to figure that out. So, I mean, obviously trading is going to be the big way to, to shed some cap, but um, if I'm obviously if I'm, if I'm in that position with the flyers and, and I'm looking at a head coach first and then I'm looking at the roster second. Yeah. It's a, there's a lot of tough decisions that have to be made right now with the flyers, you know, because of what happened this past couple of seasons. So there's a lot to look at and Fletcher does not have an easy off season ahead of himself. And, uh, well, got no one but themselves to blame for it. <laughs> so time to get to work. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like I feel like Fletcher's gonna be on a short leash this year. So he oh, has to so. he has to make the moves that matter mm-hmm. and put this team back. I mean, even, even if they miss the playoffs, make sure you're not finishing fourth from the bottom. Yeah, and I think you have a successful season you know well, i wouldn't even necessarily mind seeing that though because you know the next draft is where it's at so i mean if you could get another top 10 pick because you know we're not going to get in the top three because the league hates us uh <laughs> you know what i mean like but arguably maybe even tanking for um uh what's his name um bedard yeah yeah you know what i Connor mean bedard. Like, uh, yeah you know i mean you know, but I think you have to not be like, oh, yeah, that's what we were doing all along. You got to make it known that that's the goal, because if that winds up happening, but you were trying to improve the team, well, that's a different story. And that's why Danny B's getting groomed to take a job. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that is putting uh, good old Fletch on notice and like, hey, Fletch. You know you fucked up, right? <laughs> and you know we're, we're kind of not happy that you fucked up. <laughs> you I think that press fucked co- up, son. <laughs> I think that press just, conference said a lot too. <laughs> I'm just gonna put this out there. Yeah, I'm not like Green Earth or anything like that, but yo, aluminum cups are the best. <laughs> yeah, dude. My yeah, shit's dude. still cold. I'm right with you. Yeah, yeah. My shit's still cold. I mean, different aluminum, but yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's just you know wrapped with shit. Mm-hmm. John saying, not that the Rangers are going to lay down and die, but this is going to be a great experience for them, win or loss. That is true. No matter Absolutely. what happens against Carolina, yeah. it should yeah. be great for them. Absolutely is. That's how you build a team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, it's usually those teams that skyrocket success, like, you know what I mean? Maybe get right to a cup final, you know, Vegas Golden Knights. You know what I mean? And, and then you kind of only have one way to go, but down from there. But you have that slow build where you're just you're building something and you're moving through and you know what I mean and, and you take the baby steps like Bob. You know? <laughs> what about Bob? <laughs> the well done, Brian. Well done, dude. That's one of my favorite Bill Murray movies. I'm not oh, even yeah, gonna throw you. I love it's what about fantastic. Bob? That's great. If you haven't, the you have to. You have the to. best part about watch. that. The best part I love is the fact that at the end of the film. The doctor who's just completely gone canatonic because Bob's driven him crazy, buries his sister. And that's what pulls him out of the, yeah. out of the canatonic state. I thought that was funny. Therapy, Bob. It's a guaranteed cure. Cool <laughs> Is that right? That was, that was, was that Richard Dreyfus? 
It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember off the top of my head, but I couldn't because my brain doesn't work right now. I'm sailing. <laughs> He's tied to the freaking. Uh... <laughs> Front dance, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that movie. The movie is so funny. Like, mm. like I'm telling you, if you haven't seen mm. What About Bob, go out and see mm. What About Bob. Mm. <laughs> Would D- you stop that, please? <laughs> <laughs> Dylan saying Gerard Gallant really rallied the troops for the Rangers. Vegas are still idiots for letting him go in the first place. Right. Same with Florida. With that. that was I, another. I can't agree with that more. That was another knee jerk reaction too. I and mean, we talk about the DeBoer firing. That was another knee-jerk reaction on the firing there. And that was, yeah. what, because they lost that game seven to San Jose? They I still don't know why. Up. I'm still trying to figure it out. Why did they let this guy go? I, it's interesting. that Vegas has made some interesting choices in their short history. I wonder if they – it seems like they're sabotaging themselves. And I think we're just witnessing it happen slowly, but surely they are sabotaging their chances of getting back to the promised land, so to speak. <laughs> I think they're just, like I said, like I said at the beginning of the show, I think Vegas is just being brash and they're just, they're, they're making decisions just to make decisions and make changes instead of trying to figure out personnel wise what they Which need is- to change or if even bringing in Jack Eichel was the best idea for them in the first place. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think we'll know a little bit better on Eichel and that full eighty-two. That will be when we'll really know. Um, no, I, I don't disagree. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying that it was a bad move to get him in the first place. And and I agree with you. We'll we'll definitely find out for sure in the full eighty-two. But you know, you gave up. You gave up. It does what does didn't seem like a lot at the time. But maybe you gave up more than you thought to get a player who. Mm. Maybe winning's not his, yeah, um, main priority. Yeah, yeah, I can't because, argue with that. Yeah, you know what I mean because yeah, he was okay. I mean, like, was was he good in Buffalo? Yes, he was good in Buffalo. Was he great? No, but he was good. Now you're sending him to Vegas, where he's supposed to be in the spotlight with a bunch of other superstars in the NHL. I, I don't know. I just. I don't know if I see this working out. I think that trade is going to be, um, I think that trade is is going to be a long term bad move versus a long term good move for the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, they've already been talking about the possible Jack Eichel curse. So now that that's already become mm-hmm. an actual thing, it's like okay, it's a little premature, I mean, but okay. It, I mean, is it though? I I, I mean, he was supposed I, to turn. Oh, hear me out. He was he was supposed to turn Buffalo around, and look at well, where Buffalo is. Yeah, but that organization did it to themselves. Don't get me wrong. Could Eichel have done more? Yeah, he probably could have. But the roster's not that bad, though, Maddie. The roster is not that bad, and this year Buffalo is actually better than they were last year. All right, okay, that's a good point there. Yeah, that's a good point. Can't deny. They still, it. I mean, don't get don't get me wrong. They still finished in the bottom half of the league, but <laughs> they they finished. Better and they had a better season than they did last year. Their roster is really not terrible. They just need to figure out a freaking coach and, and get rid of some of the guys like Kyle Oposo. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cage Thompson though he's going to be he's going to be an issue. Yeah, he's going to be an issue for for any team that has to play Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, okay, I will say this: 
I would I will definitely start to reinforce the curse of Jack Eichel if next year we come into this full eighty two and Vegas still either A misses the playoffs or is like a first round out or doesn't really do anything impressive. It's like, okay, then I can buy into it. It's like, all right, then maybe the curse is a very real thing. I, I don't know. I'm waiting to see what happens next year and then I'll see, okay, yeah, I'll reinforce it then. Yeah. And that's, and that's fair. That's perfectly fair, Maddie. I just just from what I've seen since he came into the league, what was supposed to happen and where things are now. And Ted, what's up, brother? What's yeah, up, I, know, I know the whole situation with, with the surgery and all that, and I know that's why he's out. But if you look at where Buffalo is now versus where Buffalo was with Eichel, it's a better situation without him. They're in a better situation without Jack, Jack Eichel. I don't think he was the leader that they expected him to be. And I think he's going to have a very good career, but I don't think he's going to be the player that everybody thought that he was going to be. Well, we'll definitely see what uh, what will happen with him in Vegas for his first full year in Vegas next season and see if uh, he can step up and the rest of the team can step up and not miss the playoffs next season. We'll have to wait and see on that one. But all the same – Buffalo, it's a new era for them, and uh, yeah, they seem to be taking it in stride. Though they they don't seem to be crying over spilt milk; they're just moving forward, which is the healthy thing to do in a situation like this. All right, so let's see here, Benny's saying, I think who they bring in and coach this team will tell you what direction they will go in. That's a very good thing to say right there, Benny, and I do agree with that. Ted also saying. How great was it seeing Pittsburgh blowing a three-one lead? Their fans have to let have to eat that too. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was uh, somewhat enjoyable. But here's the thing: it was a lose-lose situation. I took it as the well. The good news is is that the Penguins are gone. The bad news is is that the Rangers moved on. So it's kind of like ah, you know, <laughs> you take the good with the bad, I guess, on that one. <laughs> There's one guy I felt bad for. That's uh, Mike, Mikey Klinkoff. Uh, yeah. I know he was feeling this one. He took that one on the chin. Yeah. That was yeah. rough when you, when you blow a 3-1 lead. But, hey, you know what? I got to give a shout-out, though, to Louis Domingue coming into a very unenviable situation. Um, and, you know, not that Louis had never played in the NHL. I think he played a handful of games at one point in time. But Domingue coming in and stepping into a situation with Pittsburgh where you're in the playoffs – they, it's like and an OT game too in game one after just Smith got hurt, and ever since then he took the bull by the horns and he just you know he kept playing pretty well. It's like I gotta give Demain credit. That was not an easy situation to walk into, but goddamn, he made the most of it. Too much spicy pork for Demain. It was just too much for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too much. Uh, I don't think his ass will ever be the same after that. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie's back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a nice two weeks, but Maddie's back. <laughs> yeah, he is. I, I, you know, I'm glad you guys brought this up because I did want to ask you this question. Um, do you think Pittsburgh maybe made a mistake going back to a healthy Jari and not sticking with the Ming, who was kind of was in the flow of the series? I think you know, I, I kind of think so. But at the same time, I Jari didn't have a terrible game. You know, it wasn't like Jari was awful. You know, 
I, I I know that a lot of people are going to jump probably back on that Jari bandwagon of, oh, it's all his fault that Pittsburgh lost this series. They shouldn't have gone to him in Game 7. Yeah, but then the other argument and counterpoint to that is, well, where the fuck was Pittsburgh in Game 5 and Game 6 trying to end the series? They didn't do it, did they? So just saying, just saying, to throw it all on Jari this time would be wrong. I could understand that Islanders series last year. Okay, I can, I can give you that one, but I'm not so sure about this time. But I will say, though, they probably should have still stuck with the Ming. Uh, I, I mean, you don't – I get that Jari has – you know, he's the normal starter, but at the same time, he's just coming off of an injury and everything, and that's a bit of a shitty situation throwing him. It's like, hey, make game seven happen, you know? Uh, right. You know, I, again, chance to redeem himself, but, you know, I, I, that was a tough call. I would not have necessarily made that call after coming off of an injury on a game seven. I mean, I, a game that Pittsburgh had the lead going into the third period, too. True, you know, true. And yet, yeah. you know, two unanswered goals in third and overtime to win the series. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's hard not to point the finger at the goaltender, but I get it. It's more than that. It's a team effort. Well, I mean, if you, even if you go back to game six, you know, Louis Domingue did not look good in that game at all. True. So, true. you know, true. you try and create a spark. And, you know, when, when you're when your starter comes back, you know, it's supposed to be like, yeah, yeah let's go, boys. Yeah, you know, true, true. Jari's in net. It's time to go. You know, you, we got to win this for him so we can we can keep it moving. And yeah, he had a rough third period. He had, I mean, I don't know if I can really fault him for that overtime goal because there was a lot of traffic in front. But you know, I don't think they made the mistake. I think jumping back to Jari, knowing that he was 100% was the right move. Right. Um, yeah, most of the time in the playoffs, you want to ride the hot goaltender, but you also don't want to sit your goaltender. Your Essentially, your reason for getting to the playoffs and to begin with was Tristan Jari and Casey Smith. So, right, you know, it's right. it's not any any hatred or any like like disrespect towards Domingue because Domingue got him to Game Seven. Sure, he he did enough, but he just wasn't good enough. But it would have been a lot different if the series was like two one, two two, three two. It was three one, and you lost two consecutive games ago. That's the time that you would normally maybe even make a goalie change in general. Yeah, that answers yeah. my question. Yeah, and then you know the Rangers are you know Gerard Gallant is a, a very smart head coach. He's got a very smart roster with a bunch of guys who have a very high hockey IQ. They made the adjustments on the make, especially in the in game six when they what was it. They were down two nothing and, and essentially scored three goals in three minutes. They figured yeah. him out. Yeah, they figured him out, and they started making making the adjustments, and they got the wins in Game Six. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it. Yeah, it was a tough situation, but you know, yeah, I think Pittsburgh all around should share a little bit of the blame for this loss. It shouldn't just go to one goaltender and and you know a lot of people will do that sometimes i feel like it's a little easy to throw it all on the goalie yeah i get it sometimes the goalie lets in a softy a time or two yeah you can you can hang in that you can hang him for that you know like letting in a softy but you know when it comes to having a 3-1 lead and blowing it that's a team failure right there that's not a goaltending failure that's a team failure I mean, like, like Robbie said, man, like it's tough though. You know, you don't have Crosby, you don't have Raquel. You know, there's there's mm. two of your bigger bigger players on the ice, and yeah, Crosby was back for Game Seven, but you know, there was a stretch there in Game Six where 
not only did uh, I mean Gensel had a had a huge freaking series for the Penguins. He did a huge series for the Penguins against the Rangers. Um, but you know you you lose you lose Crosby, who is probably the biggest difference maker that you could ever have on any roster. And you lose Raquel, who's a former he, he's a guy he can create offense, he can shoot the puck. Um, so so that that hurts you there. You know, the Rangers are still playing with with essentially a hundred percent roster. You know, they weren't really missing anybody. Ling- I think Lindgren was missing early in the season, but he came or in the series, but he came back. Um, so that that you know, when, when you're not hundred percent, you know, you're missing your captain, another top six forward, and your starting goaltender, and your essentially your backup goaltender in Casey the Smith. It just doesn't bode well for you in the first round when you're playing a team like the Rangers. But yeah, to go three one, right? It was yeah. sort of storybook too that that's how the Pittsburgh began this season with a rash of injuries, and that's what came, caused it to come to an end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poorly. That's what did them in. Yep. All right, Ted also saying, could you guys see Flyers trading fifth round pick and TK for Matthew Kachuk? Uh, no. They're not going to trade Kachuk. No. I mean, they won't. They won't. He's a huge piece of that that franchise. That he's not going anywhere. I could see the Flyers making that kind of a trade with those pieces, but I don't think Matthew Kachuk would be on the other side of that deal. And then here comes a Johnny Hockey talk. Oh well, maybe can you see it for Johnny Hockey? He ain't going nowhere either. You know, you know, you know what that package might be good for. Maybe you'd have to throw in something else if you were trying to turn things around more quick fashion, Tomas Hurdle, or is he a free agent? I think he he's a he's a free agent, I believe. I think his contract Yeah, he's a free agent. So they yeah. I'll confirm. I believe I, it's been a minute, I forget what happened. I know it was a big situation going into the season and there was a lot of debate around what they were gonna do with him. I uh, think he, I want to say he has another year or two left on his contract. Might. No, he's free agent. Oh, he is a free agent. He's a free agent. Free agent. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that that's that's not necessarily something the Flyers want to do is sign more free agents that unless they are guaranteed that it would be beneficial to the team. But you know, uh, Dylan saying, uh, I guarantee. You still need you still need to bring in free agents. You just have to move some of these other guys out first. You got to get you got a JVR off the books. You, yeah. you know, if you have the buyout, use them. Uh, Ted, the game's on TNT. Um, yep. You know, you get JVR bought out. You know, you got to figure out what's up with Ellis because you have him for another five years. Yeah. Um, like Rob was saying earlier, you know, you, you get Coots healthy again and get him back to playing. You know, as a top three two way player. Um. Who else needs to come off the books? There's a couple other guys, but yeah, maybe you move a TK to get him off the books and keep to, for some space. But it's never a bad thing to look at free agents. It's especially when you're uh, a rebuilding team. If I make that move, although I'm a big on Matthew Savoy at the number five, or even if he come, if even if he rises in the rankings by the time the draft comes, maybe you go after Connor Geeky, who I think could be a really good fit for the Flyers. I don't know if I necessarily move the number five right now until you see what the rankings look like. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, 
Dylan was saying, I guarantee Vegas signs AV. <laughs> One million percent. And then Benny's saying, George McFay has a history of pulling the trigger early. So that's something to be keep track on. And then Ted said, oh, he was talking about that one. We read that one earlier. Dylan said, Jake Ottinger. Oh, shit. He's right. Um, Tomas Hurdle did sign an eight-year extension. I don't know why that's not connected to the other part of the – why is that not – why is that not connected altogether? Now I re- – yes, now I remember. Jesus. See, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's why I thought. But still within that, though – if you sign a player like that, you're obviously not looking to move them. You know what I mean? You're committing to them. So well, San Jose, San Jose still believes that they can compete. They're not in in the idea of wanting to rebuild. And so because of that, that, that didn't surprise me that they signed him back to that eight year deal. And I remember that now because like that pretty much confirmed that San Jose isn't going to rebuild. They're going to try and compete next year. So even though I think they should consider rebuilding now, but they they won't right now. They're kind of a relatively young team. They don't really necessarily need to rebuild. I think they just need to get a little bit more uh, top-end talent. I mean, they have Logan Couture, Tomas Hurdle, and, like, I can't even think of anybody else off the top of my head. I mean, Eric Carlson had a little bit of a bounce-back year, so good for him. He did. Um, he needs to get off the roster. Same with Brent Burns. You need to buy. Yes. They need to buy those two out. The, those are the two biggest issues that currently San Jose has to deal with because their contracts are enormous and they're not worth the value right now. No, I mean I would I would hang on the Carlson for another year, but Brent Burns I would I would strongly consider buying him out. Yeah, that definitely. All right, Dylan saying Jake Ottinger is the Conn Smythe winner still even. Still, even though he's out, <laughs> yeah, Otter had a great series against the against the Flames. He deserves a lot of credit for for that series. It's yeah, I was a, telling Dylan I'm going to pay him an homage at the end of the show for sure. Uh, okay, nice. Benny's saying I felt bad for Mark Friedman. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. All these guys make a hell of a lot more than I do. I don't feel bad for none of them <laughs> to play a kids game. <laughs> I don't feel bad for none of them. I'm Guys, jealous of them because they're doing what I want to do, but I don't paid. feel bad for one. Benny's just saying, do we think that this is it for Pittsburgh? Do we start to see the fall? Honestly, it's a, it's a it's an interesting question, one that we've been talking about for a little while now for the past few seasons. Pittsburgh's been able to stave off uh, father time for a while now. Um, same thing with the Caps. They've been doing the same thing. So, well, and maybe. Uh, that's the best I could give you is a maybe. Because with them, you think they're going to start falling, and then they make the playoffs again without any real major struggles, with, except for maybe a couple of stints here and there. But maybe it won't be that case. Maybe this will be one of those times where, okay, maybe they don't have a bounce back. Maybe this time they do miss the playoffs. Maybe not by much, but maybe they do this time. I, I think you'll see a dip, maybe, like, uh, you know, as maybe Crosby and Malcolm go off in the sunset. But there's enough talent on this team where I don't think they're going anywhere. I think, Brian, I don't even want to talk anymore because I, I think we're really on the same uh, uh, wavelength. And you mentioned the man before I'm thinking of, and that's Jake Edsel. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and, oh, Tampa just took a 2-1 lead. Yep. Former that- flyer, Piet Edward Belmar. Hey, good for Belmar. Um, 
God damn it. Um, anyway. G so. <laughs> just yelled at him saying, fuck your mother. That's what his, his is called. And he said it to him in French, Fucking too. We. <laughs> oui. Yeah, he said it to your bad mother. rebound by Dabrowski there. <laughs> right through the likes of Patrick Maroon. Right to Edward Amar. Perry's getting another point tonight. Uh, that was a horrible rebound. Like, that was – you had yeah. two Panthers right there, both of them on maroon. Wait, like, what? You just going to sit there and just – I don't know. Oh, I just, my gosh. I just realized how many freaking former Flyers there are in this series. There's a ton. You got Belmar. You got Drew. You've got Gudis. You've got Bobrovsky. You've got um, – uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Elliot, who's the backup for Vasilevsky. Patrick got, Maroon. Patrick. Oh, my God, he was? Patrick Wait. Maroon was drafted by the Flyers. Holy shit. I totally blanked on that. Holy shit. I forgot all about that. Patrick Maroon went to Anaheim, I want to say, in the deal that brought Joffrey Lupo over. Ah, uh, that might explain it. Okay. Okay. Which would be ironic because we'd have Maroon and Falloon. At one point, <laughs> I always get that thing. I, every time somebody talks about Patrick Maroon, I always think of Patty Maroon, uh, man, all the time. I love Pat Flynn. But I'm um, jumping back to Pittsburgh here. I think as long as you have Mike Sullivan, Crosby, and Malkin, uh, this team is, is not going to – I agree with Rob. You're going to see a dip, but you're not going to see him fall. I do – I do think that, you know, as long as you have your core as much older as they are, um, you still have that younger nucleus that's already there together, too, and, you know, being led by Jake Ensel. But, I mean, they're still young enough in certain positions that, you know, they're still in a very effective team. You know, you have a fairly young goaltending duo. You have um, uh, Pedersen, who's been pretty good. Jake Gensel, obviously. Jason Zucker's still relatively young. Um, they still have effective players, and they, they all know the system well. They all know the system well, and they all succeed under Mike Sullivan's um, coaching system. And as long as he's there, this team is going to always be a threat. Everybody slept on the Penguins all season long, myself included. So, obviously, I was wrong. I didn't see Pittsburgh making the playoffs. They made the playoffs. They Ran into a game seven, which in a series that they should have probably won. But, you know, I see them. I don't see them being much worse than they were this year. Yeah. Uh, it, it'll be left to see what happens. Again, I'm on the maybe. Maybe they miss by one or two points. But also maybe they make it. <laughs> it's hard to tell with Pittsburgh right now because they're in that spot where they're still competitive and that's not changing yet. Um, let's see, little Abel saying, uh, didn't watch the Flyers this year after December. I hope I can be a fan again. I was a fan for 46 years. Yeah, it was a tough year. It was a very, very tough year. Hey, hey what's, what's up, Pete? Good to hear from you. What's up, Pete? He also said, agree to the poll. And then with that... <laughs> Looks like a no-call slash on Corey Perry. Perry sitting on the bench in a little bit of pain. <laughs> a little yeah, 
Fapaloo. <laughs> 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 uh, I love it, Lava. And Lava, yeah, the door's always open for you. That, that's what's great about the Flyers family. You yeah. I mean, how many how many people have ostracized themselves and came back oh. to the organization? Oh. Mackenzie oh. Weger oh. almost oh. with an opportunity. That was nice. Yeah, that was a really good chance right there. All right. Now, let's see. See, that's 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 going to be the difference maker in this series here, boys, is that speed that the Florida Panthers have. Mackenzie Weger's a defenseman. Yeah, yeah. very much. Yep. So, uh, we talked about our East matchups. Let's transition to the West. Um, our West matchups. Starting off, I think, uh, because he is here, we should definitely start talking. And uh... <laughs> Oh, well, thank you, Benny. I appreciate that, man. Um, I will say we have the Battle of Alberta, gentlemen. The Battle of Alberta. Here we go, gents. Prince like, fuck the West. Is that because the Stars got eliminated? <laughs> it might be because of that. But so, the Battle of Alberta, the Calgary Flames, and the Edmonton Oilers. We haven't seen these two teams meet since the days of Gretzky and Mike Vernon and Lanny McDonald and Yari Curry and such. I mean, that during the golden age of the Flames Oilers Battle of Alberta rivalry. Now these two meet finally, and this time you got the two generational talents of Dreisaitl and McDavid on one end. You got Johnny Hockey and Kachuk on the other side. You know, you got Markstrom in goal for the Flames, and you've got Smith in goal for the Oilers. Maybe not exactly like Fleur and Vernon, but still at the same time, you got the Battle of Alberta, gentlemen. This is exciting to see this matchup for the first time in so long. This will be actually probably this will be the first time I've actually seen it because, unfortunately, all the other times was before I was born. <laughs> so with that, hey, I'm excited for it. <laughs> oh, gents, what do you think, McDavid and the Oilers, Johnny Hockey and the Flames? What do you expect? <laughs> probably I'll let you go first. I expect a lot of good goal scoring. I mean, despite as good as Markstrom has been this year, I mean, there's some elite level uh, goal scoring, you know, with uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid on Edmonton's side. I think it's going to be a really exciting series. Uh, it's going to boil down to what Calgary worked for, and that's home ice advantage. And I think this is a surefire seven-game series. So buckle up, Dylan. It's going to get bumpy. I don't think it hits seven. You don't think so? I don't think it hits six. I like I like, I like the disagreeability. I love it. I have you, I mean Dylan talked about this the other day, actually, after the Flames uh Flames won their game. I have zero faith in the defensive end of Edmonton against this team. I have zero faith in Mike Smith as a goaltender in this series. Calgary is going to give them fits of speed, transition, odd man rushes. Edmonton is a very solid offensive team. Calgary can play the physical end. 
I don't think Edmonton's going to be able to match up the physicality. Mm. If yeah, that's can... a good point. I think they can step up defensively. We saw that in the King series, but then again, the Flames are a much tougher test than the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, buddy. Um, I mean, the Kings are still an up and coming team. You know, you got experience, lack of experience on that side, and the Kings still push it to seven. Imagine what a team like Calgary can do, mm. especially. <laughs> With a, a very experienced Stanley Cup winning head coach and Daryl Sutter, you know this is this team is this this, this Calgary team is extremely dangerous, um, and I think if they can, obviously they'll be able to match speed with Edmonton. Um, it, it's going to be a high scoring series, I believe. Too Robbie, I I do think I think we're going to have very few games with under under. I'm going to say under five goals a game. So I think I think we're going to see a lot of goal scoring. But if if Calgary can can maintain a phys- physical approach on guys like McDavid, and I, I'm not 100 sure if Drysaddle's going to be playing in this round yet. I don't even know if he played Game Seven. I know he's been mm-hmm. battling uh, a, a nagging injury. I don't I don't see it happening. I I think Calgary wins the series in five. I think they manhandle Edmonton. The entire series, except for maybe one game, because Mc, it, it's kind of McDavid. You can't keep him off the scoreboard. Right. Sure. No, I get it. I get it. And it's logical, and it could definitely go down that way. I think. Bear in mind to what Maddie's point is: is that this is the first time you've seen this battle in a while, and you know the crowd effect and and people playing above what we see on paper. Dylan said on paper it should be five, but it's going to go seven, and I think that's the reason why. It's just, I mean, how can you not get geeked up? You're playing at home in front of Edmonton against Calgary. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Like, you're gonna play. You're gonna play like the best hockey of your life right now. You, you know, you shit or you get off the fucking pot. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and you know, it, this is something to be amped up about. You know, this is this is a huge rivalry, and it, like to Maddie's point, it goes back. It goes back a long time. Um, great players being a part of this rivalry. But like I said, man, I just I, I have zero faith in their defense. I have less than zero faith in Mike Smith against a very tough, very smart, very fast Calgary Flames team. Dylan's saying as long as the Flames stay out of the box and put the same offensive pressure they had against the Stars, it should be an easy series for the Flames. So he thinks that the Flames could take control of this series. One thing that the Flames could do, they do like to throw the body a little bit, so that might be good against Edmonton. But at the same time, though, Edmonton's offense can counter it if you know you try to throw the body around, but you're missing your checks and you're missing your assignments. It can easily then be worked around. Also, Connor McDavid, he has a habit of just swerving in and out like he's going through traffic lanes without any real problems and just scoring goals. <laughs> people like they're like like he's the Flash on ice, and people are frozen in time. Yeah. What's up, Jesse? Yeah, cool, I, Jesse. I, I I I do agree with you to an extent, but I think there's one of the two. I mean, I actually, you know what? I think both series in the West can have a chance to be exciting, and I'll, I'll save my commentary for the Avalanche Blues when we get there. But I don't know. I 
Actually, I think I'm going to disagree with you, Jesse. I'm going to I, begrudgingly because as good as the matchups are, you know, battle of the Sunshine State, Florida and Tampa, you know, I think Carolina Rangers is going to underwhelm. And I think the Avs Blue Series is going to overwhelm. And I'll tell you why in a bit. Mm. And to real quick to Dan's prediction of Edmonton and Carolina. That was 2006, bro. It wasn't 2007. 2007 was Anaheim and uh, Ottawa. That was it. 2006. You were close. That was a great series, though, between Edmonton and Carolina. It went all the way to seven, and Edmonton, of course, made that unbelievable run. Carolina also kind of making an unbelievable run. Yeah. I didn't really think anybody was thinking Carolina was going to do it, honestly. That was Prongs in Edmonton, right? And then he went yes. to Anaheim the following year and won it with you yep. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep, and Roddy was still playing, and he was the captain of the Hurricanes at that time. I loved so. getting his mindset when he was uh, when he was on with us. When going from like, what was your mindset going from 2006 to 2007? It's just hearing his thought about that. Definitely go back and watch that when we had Chris Pronger on the show. That was that was such a fun interview yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely was. And Dan, what's your, uh, I'd love to get your take on Chris Pronger. How you feel about him? Uh, from from uh, you know coming from that fan base, yeah. And Troy, what's going on, brother? What's up, Troy? And Jesse saying, like I've been saying, Avs Lightning final. That would be an intriguing final to say the least. <laughs> and then let's see here. I know this all to do with Carolina. Dan, he's like, okay, two thousand six. Until it's saying dry side of got me. <laughs> it just, he gets himself. <laughs> Until it's saying dry side came. Nugia Hopkins missed practice today for the Oilers. That's huge. Ooh, that is huge. Tanev skated for the Flames today. He missed game seven and 750K legend Michael Stone has really performed well filling in this series. Interesting. Mm. Like that's the other thing too is Calgary's much deeper team than Edmonton is. Yeah. Mm. That's three huge names right there. That's 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 about yeah. 75% of the offense right there. Yup. And then the other 25% is Connor McDavid. Yup. <laughs> yup. That's not a good thing. <laughs> Jesse saying Carolina Abs both win in six. Interesting. So has Carolina beaten the Rangers in six and have the Abs beaten the Blues in six? And Ryan Swoop saying Mark Recchi traded to Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Mark Recchi was there. And then Doug Waite. Yep, Dougie Waite. Everybody remembers Doug Waite. <laughs> How could Mark you forget? Mark is currently a uh, available coach. He is. I'm not out there. He was, he was he fired from, uh, I'm sorry, relieved of duties uh, from the New Jersey Devils. What a hit. Oh, yes, I just saw it. I'm actually a little Mark, bit behind you there. <laughs> come home. Come home. Oh, Ryan McDonough's going to the yes. box. Huge opportunity. Recky and Tommy on the same coaching staff. Let's go. <laughs> Former teammates, now coach mates. Usually passed ways a lot, though. They didn't really spend. Did they spend any time together on the Flyers? If they did. Very minimal. In the early 2000s when the Tockett came back I to the Flyers and Brecky did right. too. Yeah. I think it was very short though because I don't think – I think it was maybe like a handful of years. I don't think it was very long. <laughs> I got to right, right. ask you guys. I got to ask you guys. I got um, – they're calling interference on this. Uh, 
Akari caught the puck and then got absolutely smacked by uh, Ryan McDonough. They called an the interference on it. Did you call that interference? I know, all right. Well, Technically had possession of the puck. I know. They, I've always yeah, – I think we can – the guy I follow on, on YouTube, the hot guy, said it best. Interference is the most – it's the most inconsistently called call in the, in the league. I think we can agree on that. There's a lot of times where one thing might look like interference and is not called, and then the other thing uh, does look like interference but isn't called at all. You know, it's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, one was interference and the other one wasn't. <laughs> oh. Let's see. Dan saying, uh, Brian, what's with the baseball rag on? It's a hockey show. I like baseball too. Is I'm not allowed to like baseball. Well, what, don't worry. What people don't know is I got is my that, hockey stuff on. Yeah, yeah. He's got a backup plan. He's plus he works for the team. High game. Yeah. Anthony oh. Duclair. Anthony Duclair again. Two Second goals tonight. Yeah. Like you were saying, Robbie. Two goals tonight. Nice. Godfather in the building. Tommy, what's up, brother? What's up, Tom? And uh, yeah. What's up? Really, really fun game here. 2-2 here in the third period. We might get still early. It's 8.05. But, hey, gents, we might get some free hockey out of this. Repping, uh, repping my employer there, Tommy. What you think? <laughs> as soon as I popped on the stream, I went, yo, Crash, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> he did. And little did I know, Crash Davis is actually a real person. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, found that out. I swear to God, he's a real person. I swear to God. The the um the guy in the movie, uh, obviously that Kevin Costner played, that Crash Davis was based off loosely off of um the real Crash Davis. It's awesome. Interesting. And then oh, yeah, nobody asked your opinion on that. <laughs> What's up, Don Don? What's up, Joe? Don Don, my guy. Yep. And Don Don saying he wants you to change your shirt. You want me to do a live on air for you, Don Don? <laughs> Fulfill his wishes. Brian's now going to join the Flash Mob, but not the Flash Mob you're thinking of. When did Hockey <laughs> Happy Hour become the Blue Oyster Club? Come on. <laughs> that was actually just on the other day. Nice. Chris was saying, I need the Panthers to win so I still have a reason to watch this shit. <laughs> Chris is just depressed right now, man. He is not happy with the stars being gone. And I get it. I get it. I've been there. After the, plenty of time seeing the Flyers and the Sharks get eliminated, it's like, why the fuck do I care now? John, oh, Cooper, uh, John Cooper is challenging the goal. For high sticking or for puck being out uh, of play? Not necessarily sure. Uh, interference, maybe? Oh, the puck hit the safety netting. So, yeah, the puck was out of play. So, this goal's coming back. Oh, boy. I didn't know that was reviewable. It's interesting. I mean, it should be. I agree. I guess they added it in one of the off-seasons with the coach's challenge. Yeah, but that puck hit the safety netting. So, yeah, this bad boy's coming back. We do not have a tied game. Oh damn! Yeah, it's coming back. That sucks. Two one, but I mean that puts Florida back on the power play. So I love the fans. They're like, "What? Huh? 
It's clear as day. It was obvious, hey. yeah. But listen, fans. I think uh, Doc said it best. Fans watch with their heart, not with their eyes, and uh, I think that's that case. The one little girl. Oh my god, the little girl's face. She was just like, huh? The puck can go out of play. What's this weird game of hockey? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it gives Florida a minute and twenty-five on the back on the power play, so you know this could be a tied game in the next any moment. You're right. You're right. They announced they announced no goal, and all you hear is a, a stadium full of people go. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> call not in our favor. Boo! It's a call that's legit. Boo! <laughs> oh! No, went out of play. It doesn't matter. Boo! <laughs> Chris was saying the shit. No, it did. It. Yes, it did. Look right here. <laughs> Look right here on your monitor. Fan bases make my head hurt. The Dodge has saying we all rooting for Panthers or Lightning. Uh, my heart's still with the Panthers just because of G and Thornton. You know, I'd like to see those guys get the get a cup. They both deserve it so bad. I mean, for anybody that's up against Tampa. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I'm going to answer your question with the question, Don. Don, have you seen that commercial for the Stanley Cup playoffs? It starts with the Rangers. Used to be the Penguins, but now they subbed in the Lightning and then ends with G just one and one. How can yeah. I not root for the Panthers? Come on. Yeah. You just look at the – it's like the pain, the anguish on his face. He's like, my God, I'm thirsty and I just want to sip. Come on, you know what I mean? Like, the, and the drive, the, you know, I'll get into that in a bit. Absolutely, Maddie. But, but the thirst you're thinking about isn't for drinks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, like... no, no, not even that. <laughs> we talking about, we talking about over here, we talking about. Yeah. I zoned out for a second, I zoned back in, and that's all I hear out of Maddie's mouth. I'm like, ah, uh, what? <laughs> First, I'm saying, uh, Tim, Tim Taylor impression. Huh? <laughs> Person yeah. saying not just the stars, it's the kings as well. This bullshit, the bullshit headshot on Glenn Denning and the constant goalie interference non calls feels like the NHL set up this Canadian series by hook or crook. Yeah. <laughs> I will say some goaltender interference There's calls no had Canadian me a little. Left. Yeah. I. What did you say? Oh, never mind. Oh. I was going to say, though, I will, I will say there were a couple of goaltender inference calls I was scratching my head on and a couple of non-calls on that. I'm like, okay, so did you guys forget how to call goaltender interference? Because there's a couple times where it wasn't, so, and you called it. I'm just saying, just saying, guys. I know you. I know it's a hard job. I know you got a split second to make a decision. But, you know, guys, I get it. Just relax a little bit you know i mean obviously if the goalie gets clearly impeded but even then it's like uh, i see guys kind of let it go I'm like okay then why don't you let it go the earlier you let this you called the shit earlier what the fuck <laughs> anyway. turn and go turn and go all right yeah let's see here Real two. Oh! oh what a save by vazzy on that one Nice pass to the slot with the shot, and he kicked the pad nice out. Nice play by Verhage. Yeah, it was a very good play. 
And Connor Verhage, you know, getting that OT winner, by the way. Chris, you should be happy about that, dude. Verhage, you're the love of your life, Connor Verhage, man. He got that OT winner to end that series for him, win it for the Panthers against the Caps. Just saying, just saying. Something it's positive not, in <laughs> It's not enough bright light for a man. Look at what this man's gone through, the horrors of the Habs, yeah. uh, the Blackhawks kind of almost teasing you like maybe they're back and then they fall and then now dallas losing in the playoffs stay strong frizz you know always reach out on our twitter on our twitter chat use it like a hotline we're here for you <laughs> the hockey happy hour i hope they're not calling i really hope they're not calling a penalty on foisling there oh boy well we'll have to wait and see from the commercial break now, to be fair, mo most of the fans in the building don't know what the hell the game is. <laughs> Yo, what's this dinosaur special? I know it looks cool, right? It's uh, I, I, it. <gasps> I don't have Apple TV, and it's with David Attenborough too, which is actually really cool. Mm, oh, yeah, oh, that yeah. breaks my heart. I'm gonna have to get Apple TV now. <laughs> but you do have Disney Plus, right? Yes. Are they? Tell me, it's true. Are they, are are they bringing back Rescue Rangers? It's a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Okay, it's a okay. movie. Still, yes, that's excellent. Yeah. It yeah. takes place. It supposedly takes place a few years after the show, the original cartoon ended. So it's oh, not what like a it's legit a plot! Holy like shit! What? Chip. So it's like it takes place after the series. So. It's like years later, and they've spent time apart. Like it looks, <laughs> the concept of the movie looks really good. Yeah, it does sound good. I'm gonna check it out. I forget when it's supposed to release, but I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna watch it. I still need to watch Uncharted too. I haven't watched that yet. Dylan saying Panthers are 0 for 21 on the power play in the playoffs. That's a major problem. That is a major problem. They should be looking to remedy that. Yeah, they called the penalty. I don't think there should have been a penalty there. I don't. There looked like a little bit of incidental contact, but they called that high sticking. I'm not going to be happy with that call because there was no high stick there. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, but before we move on to the wild and the blues, I just want to give a congratulations to the Oilers for one thing and one thing only. You finally won a fucking playoff series. It took you how many tries, but you finally managed to pull it off. Good job. Now, we'll see if you got enough to get through Calgary. <laughs> but all the same, at least you won yourself a playoff series. It's the second, only the second time they've ever won a playoff series with Connor McDavid. So, <laughs> that's a big, yeah. Remarkable. <laughs> that's crazy. So, the only two victims that have suffered at the hands of Connor McDavid and the Oilers are the Sharks. And now <laughs> it is the, uh, who they beat in the first round? The Kings, Kings. duh. Yeah. Seems to be that they know how to beat California teams. Now they got to figure out how to beat Canadian teams and the Blackhawks too, because they can't beat, they couldn't beat them apparently. So they're like, they're like <laughs> screaming down the coast. Take that, you stupid hippies. <laughs> okay, never mind. I take that back. There was a high stick there. Oh, I stick. damn near cross-check right in the face. <laughs> damn. I mean, that was incidental contact. I don't know if I would have necessarily called that, but that was 
I could see that being called now, and then I'm actually like seeing the replay in a little bit slower motion. Got to be careful with the stick there. I know, like you were saying, though, incidental contact, but the refs will always go to you got to control your stick. Um, let's see here. What am I skipping? I'm not skipping you. Now, wait a minute. What do you mean I'm skipping you? What on Skip the oil? Him. Keep skipping him. What do you mean I'm skipping you? Am I skipping you on what comments or on the he Oilers? Made, he, made, he made a crack at me about being one of those fans that changes jerseys or whatever. Oh. Oh. And I don't think you ever showed that on the screen. And now he's crying about it. Like, you know. I'll be honest with you. Screen. I have I didn't even see it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I had I didn't even see it. <laughs> he's crying like he always does. <laughs> uh, he's a fan. Leave him alone. Daddy, daddy, check your ego at the door, man. We got time for that. <laughs> don't, don't say Dylan's saying, hey, it took us seven years, too. Our third time since 2004. It's been a struggle, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't deny that. But, hey, you guys, though, you, you had that big win in the qualifier a couple years back. The others couldn't even do that right. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, Don Don, you might, we might skip your comments, but you're always number one right here, brother. <laughs> Oh, and there we right go. Here. It's 3 right 1. Here, 3 1 for the uh, Lightning. They get that goal on the power play. This is what happens when you do parades to the box. And uh, I believe that was Kucherov. Yes, it was. Got himself a nice goal. It's 3 1 Lightning. Watching the replay now. I missed the goal. Oh, he just sniped it. He just went stick side. Yeah, he got him he good. Just like that. Great job at screening. Who was that? Sorelli? Yeah. Great screen. Great screen there by him. Who who's who's <laughs> why is Goonis backing off? Clear clear this, <laughs> that's man, that's I can never stay. get him out of there. Never could wonder why the Flyers ever traded Gudis, but so <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been playing well for Florida though, to his credit. But ah, that's, that's one of those true. plays. That's true. That's true. You're not wrong. On that. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Ryan saying Carolina and Calgary need to match up in the finals. They both play with nonstop wow. all-out energy. They both look so tiredless on the ice. Calgary is more physical, but Carolina more durable. Calgary not far behind, though. I picked Carolina to win, though. Okay. So, Swoopy saying that about Carolina Hurricanes. Swoopy, my guy. And he also says uh, they both lead in the least amount of goals given up, though. Ooh, interesting. That's an interesting little fact to bring up right there. I like that. <laughs> you freaking pants. Got another challenge coming up here. They're challenging goaltender interference. Really? Didn't look like shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you watch Sorelli's, like his uh, his like um, his pad on his pants uh, by the lower spine, if you watch it closely, it does brush his mask. I, oh, come on. That's no, no, no. I'm not going to. I will not stand for that. That is absolutely ridiculous. It's like, come like on NHL now. playoffs. Come on. 
Yeah, so now every little time the goalie got just yeah. even a, li a little touch, and all of a sudden you got to call goaltender interference. I, mean, I get it. Coach oh, go ahead, Rob. Apparently you can just rip players' helmets off. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's all good. So it's it's the playoffs. God, that, that wasn't really that bad. I mean, come on. that You got to give some leeway here. You can't call every little tiny thing and be so ticky-tacky like that. Uh, that's where sports are moving towards, man. You know, you see it in baseball where a, a throw clearly beats a runner to the bag, but somehow, you know, the the player good goal. You know, yeah, good gets goal. the uh, good goal, gets the hand in, and uh, and they call him safe to replay. Where like for like a hundred years he was out. You know what I mean? It's it's there's getting it right, and then there's getting it too right. I guess you know what I mean. But yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad this yeah. wasn't one of those cases. But yes. I mean, you're if your goaltender's in the blue paint, you can't you can't touch him. Period. True. You can't touch True. him, even if it's the lightest little tap. And True. that's where he was. I get it. It's just and that now Tampa Bay's going back on the power play. Yeah, I, I get it. It's just that that's just again. It's like it's not like Sorelli could see him anyway. I, yeah, he was in front of him, but it's like it's like so that's more incidental contact too. You're going to get close, you know, and that's just what's going to happen. You're going to be close to the goalie. I mean, I could understand if, like, Sorelli's skate caught Bobrovsky's pad and dragged him. Like, okay, yes, I could give you that one. That's not right. He, his, he literally dragged him off of where he needed to be. But he could have stopped that still. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, was it a good goal? Yeah. Was it probably the most minuscule touch ever? Yeah. But – I mean, can a goal? I mean, put yourself in that position. Would you be able to make a save if somebody made contact with your head? Probably not. But at the same time, though, I mean, it's that's just a that didn't seem like it was a whole lot for me. Goaltender interference needs to be called when it clearly one hundred ten percent that should absolutely be called, and that just didn't seem like that was necessary. You know? No, it's but like, again, you're. The rule is you can't touch the goaltender. Period. When he's in the blue paint. Period. And if that's the that's case, then they it. got. If that's the case, they got to bring back the skate in the crease rule. You know, it's like all right, fine. Let's just make that borderline again, where if you're anywhere near that blue paint and your skate touches it, boom, goal automatically does not count. If you're gonna do it, go all the way with it then. So that way, incidents like that do not happen. Yeah, but I mean it's. Uh, to me, if your skates in the blue paint, doesn't matter to me if, as long as you're not hitting that goaltender. Either way, it's uh, it's it's going to be one of those calls where obviously Panthers fans are going to say that should have been hit. called goal interference. Yeah, nice hit there, and a chance for the Panthers, but unblocked off. But that, yeah, that, that pretty much. I think that goal locked up this game here. I mean, unless they can square. Here before the, uh, I'd say the minute and a half mark, so that gives them a little under a minute to score. Nope, that's game. Russ yeah. Colton, Jersey boy. There we go. So Russ Colton getting the getting that goal. That should be the game winner right there. Four one now, and the Lightning are going to take game one here in the series. Yeah, I mean you, they got away from that aggressive nature on the penalty kill, and they allowed time and possession in their zone on the penalty kill. It allowed Tampa to get set up and, you know, they took shots, put pucks on net. Creative rebounds. It, it was 
you know, that that's what Tampa does. You know, they were the best team on the power play in the regular season for a reason. And imagine if uh, imagine if if Braden Point was was in this game. Yeah. <laughs> John Don saying, Jesus Christ, who constructed this lightning team? Maybe it was Jesus. Because <laughs> this lightning team just doesn't quit. <laughs> that place is empty. Oh, they, they know. They know that it's over. I don't blame them. <laughs> they want to beat the traffic. I'll be it, though, with how empty it is. I highly doubt they're going to beat the traffic now <laughs> since everybody had the same idea at the same time. <laughs> the smartest people are the ones that are waiting and just going to let the game finish out so that way they do miss the traffic when they get out because they're getting out late. <laughs> I mean, like, is this series over? Far from it. Are they, oh, yeah. Are, is Florida going to make the adjustments? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to make the adjustments. Andrew Burnett is a very smart hockey mind and you know back going back and even to his playing days he was a very smart player he's going to make the adjustments they're going to be smarter uh, come the next round you know because this team you got to stay out of the box you got you got to stop making with the dumb penalties and you know it all started with ben Sherratt in the first period when he head butted uh i guess it was ross colton he head butted well and dylan pointed it out well you got to yeah, Got to stay out of the box. Yeah, and Dylan says it best here. Three of for four on the power play. Panthers can't score on the power play. This series will be over quick if that isn't fixed. You're right. Agree, Dylan. Yeah. Special teams will kill you. Got some breaking news for around the league while, while I stepped away. Compliments of Ted on Twitter. Ooh. Okay, at, then. At less than Ted. Give him a follow <laughs> Nice. Ted also said G should have went to the Avalanche. <laughs> G didn't want to go to the Avalanche. No, he did not. He only wanted to go to Florida. Ted saying, do they share the same building? No. No, they do not. Tampa has their own arena. Yeah, Tampa Tampa's is obviously up in Tampa Bay. And then the, the rank they're playing at now where the Florida, Florida Panthers plays in uh, Sunrise, which is down near Miami. Yeah. Because they used to play in the Miami arena which is the whole reason for the rat story because the Miami arena was a shithole by the time they were there. So <laughs> yeah, it's a nice, really nice arena, really good arena to go see a hockey game. When sunrise. Yeah. The new that, one, one here. Yeah. The new one. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that too. I'm surprised they didn't go to Miami like the Marlins did, you know, kept the Florida Panthers and they made that move. Yeah. Probably couldn't get the probably couldn't get the city to back it, so they just said, "Screw it, we'll go to the outskirts of the city." <laughs> Screw it, <laughs> Miami Miami Panther. I know it doesn't have a bad ring to it. Actually, now I say it out loud, but Florida Panthers kind of has a nice ring to it. Yeah, I could not imagine calling them the Miami Panthers. I would rather just call them the Florida oh, Panthers. Good shot selection there, right, G. Dan saying, "I need to control the comment button." Why? Because I because I skipped you. <laughs> Well, put some something that's actually a good take up there. Maybe we'll actually show your comment. It's not a, a jab at somebody on this panel. <laughs> oh, all right. Just like the game of Uno, you've been skipped. <laughs> Fucking hate that game, but I love it so much. Oh, I hate it when someone runs the deck on you. They get all the freaking skips and the draw twos and the shit like that. God damn it. Done. 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 So he's on he's on point tonight. 
It says, guys, stop, please stop skipping us. We deserve better. <laughs> Without saying we're going on strike. You can't go on strike. What union do you have? <laughs> Yo, I got to ask you boys a question here. I got to ask you boys a question here. Don, Don, I want your take on this too, bro. How did Lucas Raymond not wind up a finalist for the Calder Trophy? Mm, yeah, that's surprising. The three people that deserve it are there, but I think Lucas Raymond needs to needs to be there. I think they should have made an exception and gave him four. You, well, I assume I assume most ciders one of them. Yeah, most ciders one of them. Yeah, it's um, probably like the duel from like two teams. Like, you know what I mean? Which it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like it's legit best rookie in the league. Doesn't shouldn't matter that they happen to be teammates, but almost like. You know, like that all-star syndrome. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, it was Cider. It was Zegris, and I'm blanking on who the other one was. <laughs> Don said, but yeah, it they should have been. It should have <laughs> been Lucas Raymond should be on that list. I don't care if it's two members of Detroit Red Wings. Lucas Raymond deserves to be on that list. I believe he finished the season leading all rookies in points. Don Don saying, yeah, they gave it to that old fart. <laughs> oh, Michael Michael Bunting. Michael Bunting, yeah. All three guys deserve that to be on that list. But Raymond, I, I've, I would have given the nod to Raymond to, to get the colder. And he's saying, human personification of Spotify. <laughs> Ted saying, like the year Ghost didn't win the rookie of the year. Yeah. Boy, those were some interesting times. Those were magical times when we thought the Flyers were going in a good direction. <laughs> yeah, remember, remember our defense was can't miss? We, like, yeah. we drafted so well. Yep. Oh, boy, those were the days. <laughs> Michael Bunton is 28. <laughs> yeah, true. true. How is that fair? <laughs> I mean, because he's a rookie. By class, it doesn't matter the age. By class, he's a rookie. Never played an NHL game until this year. I think they do have a cutoff. I think they do have a cutoff mark, which is 30. And the reason why is because I forget uh, what Sylvia player came over and he won rookie of the year at 35. So <laughs> I think they did put a cutoff on 30. I mean, they so, didn't do it in baseball. Chris Costa was a rookie at 33 years old. Although I think, well, baseball is a, a little different in that, you know, you get a lot of guys who make their first appearances in the season you know, play some odd games, and a lot of pitchers make their first appearances and such like that. You know, so oh, looks like Dan's taking his ball and going home. Oh, <laughs> bye, Dan. Until later, I'm too good for this. No ego, all facts. <laughs> uh, I, I like that comment. Though. <laughs> oh, don't forget your tissue. Meanwhile, he's hanging with Ethan Page over there. All ego. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan saying no. Let's go now. Let's go, Abs. If the Blues suck, Kachuk won't want to go there. <laughs> and then Dylan saying Matt Reed was a solid twenty-six year old. Oh yeah, he certainly was. Pretty much there. I thought he was twenty-four when he came up, but I mean twenty-six. He could that could be right. He was a solid 26-year-old. Too bad he wasn't a solid 27 or 28-year-old. <laughs> no, no, you ain't going nowhere. You better shut the hell up. You're with us till the end, bro. Don, you ain't leaving, Don Don. By the way, where the fuck is your membership logo? Yeah, I don't see that oh, yeah, nowhere. I, didn't see that for, it, I haven't seen that for a while. 
And also, where's your appearance on this show? Still hasn't happened yet. Well, until he gets that tag back, he can't. Yeah, go. Play. Yeah, what the hell happened with that? What? Sasha and Naomi. I. They just apparently they grabbed their bag and they left on Monday Night Raw. I. They obviously didn't like what they were given from creative. They said, "Well, that's bullshit." They did what Austin did back in 02. Oh, if that's what we got, fuck you. We're leaving. And they took their ball and went home. Dude, they're the freaking women's tag champs. What are, they, like, what are they complaining about? I don't know. I don't know. Sasha's had a history of having issues. So it's not the first time. Naomi, I, well, I know she... She was in the six-pack for the uh, freaking uh, women's championship last night. I, I don't fucking know, man. I couldn't tell you, You're a wrestling bro. guy. You're supposed to help. Dude, listen, I haven't really been watching WWE because, honestly, I just have I have no energy to watch WWE. It's too bad to watch. It's that bad. Even I can't watch it. <laughs> I swear. But they got Cody. Ah, Yeah, they got one good thing, and I'm supposed to jump and join the bandwagon all of a sudden. Is like, it? Well, Is it really good? I to go back. And, and, Honestly, I I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> he abandoned his baby at AEW to go back to the WWE. I know, right? It's fucking crazy. <laughs> um. <laughs> so how about those stars? <laughs> Worst pris when you need them. <laughs> Ted saying. There was a report that they were supposed to win, too. Really? They walked out on a win. Damn, they really must not have liked what the direction was. Holy shit. And I makes me wonder that it was actually kind of written into the storyline that they were supposed to walk out. Maybe. So, maybe. Who knows? Maybe it is a kayfabe thing. That's kind of what I'm thinking it is. There is a... Oh! <laughs> I thought he had a goal. <laughs> it looked good, yeah. Don Don saying, real. no more Sailor Moon, Bri. <laughs> I know, that upsets me. I love when she dresses like that. <laughs> I love Sasha Banks. She's so sexy. Yeah. I love her. Listen, listen. <laughs> I love her. Listen, that was my turf before you started butting in. <laughs> well, you abandoned her. So I did not abandon her. Yes, I'm, you did. No, yes, you did. No, moment, no, I did the not. The moment you went to AEW, just like this guy over here, you abandoned her. She needed comfort. And you know who was there? This guy. <laughs> did she Tell get me I'm up wrong. the pieces? <laughs> oh, that, maybe Naomi got Sasha. <laughs> okay, that's kind of a funny comment. I'm not going to lie. That's watch, actually hey, pretty listen, damn funny. That. That's, fu that? that that's funny. That's funny. Hashtag Brindy. <laughs> Eileen's already got her turf marked out. Ain't no one else allowed to go. <laughs> She's had Brindy more locked on lockdown for a while. You better stop that. It, Eileen's like, go Canes. <laughs> nice. And then, let's see. John Laurinaitis is the new women's tag team champion. <laughs> yeah, I think he could qualify being the fucking dipshit that he is. I was going to say, is he even still with the WWE? I'd be shocked because he's such a piece of fucking shit. I would say, but anyway. to, I, I want to say, like, if they vacated that that belt, give it to Lit. I know we're a hockey show talking wrestling right now, but it is what it is. 
I blame somebody for putting that up in the oh, who is it? Ted who put it up in the comments. I blame him. It's his fault. <laughs> I would say give it to Liv and Rhea, but they're kind of head to head right now. And I love every bit of that that storyline going on right now. But anyway. <laughs> Ted's like, come on, Eileen, I swear it was me. <laughs> oh. oh boy. So all right. all right, gents. Since we caught this series on now here in the first. St. Louis just scored. Well, there you go. The blues off to a hot start. What is that from the uh, captain of the team? Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, making things happen. And uh, it's one nothing blues here in the first period. So, gents, I know Rob's got a lot to say about this series. He previewed it and teased it a little bit earlier. Blues and Wild. Uh, God, boy, I'm out of that. Blues and Wild. That's been a minute since then. Uh, the Blues and the Avs. So, the Blues did beat the Wild, the team that I thought was going to go places. Turns out the Blues said no, Matt. You're a fucking moron, and we're gonna tell you why because we're gonna win this game and we're gonna win this series in six. And then the Abs, on the other hand, boy, I don't even know if that was a series. They just said, "Oh, hi Nashville, hi Catfish people. Hey, uh, listen, between you and me, we're sorry we got to do this, but we're gonna spank you for four games. I'm, I'm sorry. Listen, we want to win a cup. We got embarrassed last season. It's not you, it's us." And they just proceeded to, you know, do what they do best. And that's absolutely, you know, choke a bitch and just take care of business in four games. And now here we are, the Avs and the Blues, a team coming off of a sweep with a lot of rest. And I always say double-edged sword those sweeps are. Could be building up rust or could be that you've just turned on the freaking buzzsaw and you're going. We'll see what we get in this series on that. But for the Blues. Oh, we hit the post. Oh, oh, oh. For the Blues, tough series with the Wild. They came out on top, putting away the young team. Gents, what do you got in this series for me? Uh, I mean, this is going to be a hard hitting. There's a lot of bad, bad blood here. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it uh, Jordan Binghamton who took a stick swipe at Dazim Kadri uh, back in the day? So there's, mm. you know, there, there, there's not a lot of love between these two teams. This is going to be a fierce series. Um, look, I mean, already it just kicked off, and how many times have we cut to it already? I, I think this has a chance to be the series of the second round that people aren't paying attention to, for sure. Mm. No, I agree with you, Robbie, 100%. I think this is going to be a more intriguing series and a much better series. Oh, Kairu blew a tire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be a really good series. I think this is... I think if any team has has the opportunity to bounce Colorado, I think the St. Louis Blues are that team. Um, they are very detail-oriented. I'm not the biggest fan of Bennington, but he's a solid goaltender. He's got a good defense in front. Um, one of the things, and we're seeing it early, but I think we're going to see an adjustment come the second period. Colorado is a fast transition team. We know this. We know that there is speed on St. Louis' side, but we also know St. Louis plays a physical nature. I think we're going to see, especially come the second period now, we're going to see a much more physical St. Louis team, and I think that's going to slow down Colorado a lot. Um, but, again, with the same situation with the Carolina Hurricanes, this Colorado team is extremely deep. They got Darcy Kemper back. Fortunately, nothing serious with his eye after taking uh, a stick blade to it in that Nashville series. So good to see him right. back. Good to see that he still has sight in it. 
Yeah, always good to see scary moment when that happened. But I, I think this series is going to go deep. I think it's going to go six, six or seven. Who's going to win it? I still don't know yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado chokes this, chokes this away. Yeah, uh, Eileen, you have a good night. You be well, <laughs> Ted. Brian, Maddie, and blank. I feel like always, this is a trick. This is a trick question. Always Pove. <laughs> it's always Pove. He's I know. like this. This uh, tripod. Yeah. <laughs> we can't stand without him. <laughs> we could. We just wobble. <laughs> Be stability. It's like a gift. It's like I can't even control it. <laughs> <laughs> Ted's Ted saying, I miss Flyers playoff hockey. And now the tripod shrivels up. <laughs> I don't Let's... know that part. I don't have anything shriveling up on me yet. Well, when I'm you mentioned young. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. They they have they have medication for that. <laughs> Dylan's saying Kemper is the only weak spot on Colorado in the playoffs. I wouldn't put him as a top five goalie in the playoffs. Igor, Vazzy, Bob, Ranta, and Markstrom. Yeah, no, no, no. Not even. <laughs> I don't even know if I would put Ranta in that. Yeah, true. I don't know if I would put Ranta in that. I think I would put I think I would put Bennington over Ranta. I, I would I would agree on that. I, I like what Ranta's doing right now, but Ranta I, I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of high praise on Ranta. I don't know if it's – he's had a good season. He's had a great season, but I don't, I'm not so sure about that. He put <laughs> – I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here in front of you. He put New York on, on his – sorry, not New York. He's not a Ranger anymore. He's not a Ranger anymore. He's not a Ranger anymore. He put Carolina on his back and won that series for them. He did. He did. But now – and I'm not 100% sure if he's starting game one, but with Frederick Anderson coming back, he's going to take a back seat. Don, I think, the show, I think the show would be better if you had one more person. Don, Don, pay he's the nine ninety nine and get your ass on this show. That's what we need from you. Oh, I didn't know they split it, the playing time, so even down the middle in the Wild Series. Three or games both. apiece between, yeah. Did they really? Who, between who? Um, Bennington and, and Villay Husay or Huso, Sorry, I didn't realize. That. I thought they were, they were running Bennington the whole time. Hmm. Man, those these stats I'm looking at are wrong. I, I I admit I didn't watch too much of the of the Blues Wild series. That's why I was looking it up. I was wanted to see like who, you know, who were they were really rolling with. I mean, I know Bennington has the playoff experience. Yeah, no, I thought they were running with Bennington too. I didn't realize that they had Huso playing games either. That's interesting. That, I, usually, I, that usually doesn't work out in anybody's favor. I mean, right. I get why they were doing it. Um, but the league, the league's sort of trending that way, though. I mean, like I had said that on a couple of shows that when you have two goaltenders, you have none. But the the the, the tandem kind of ways. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you look at you know. Of you know Florida, they got you know Bob. You look at you know Tampa Bay that we saw tonight with um, Basileski. You know what I mean? Usually, guy, you still have to have the guy, the guy that you're going to in crunch time. But 
utilizing the tandem seems to be a new trend in hockey. Yeah, it is. But if you still look at the past winners, they all have that number one guy. They all have that guy to lean on. I mean, I right. get like, I mean, even if you want to go back to to um, when Pittsburgh won back to back, they relied heavily on Mark Andre Fleury one year or Matt Murray one year, and then did they do the tandem? Yeah, in the first couple of rounds, but then they stuck with Matt Murray, and then they right. wound up winning another cup. St. Right. Louis, St. Louis, they ran with um, Bennington when they won the cup for right. long. Um, who was Washington's goaltender? Um, the well, just re- real quick, Brian, I think they might roll with Binghamton because if you look at the stats, you know, in the three games, he, he's got a 167 goals against and a 943 mm-hmm. to Husseau with the 302, 906. Yeah, I mean, if they die, that would be the smart thing. If if I'm the head coach of St. Louis right now, I'm, 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 I'm you got to rock the hot goaltender, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, St. Louis has done it in the past. With Jake Allen and Brian Elliott, they used to do that. So it's not unheard of for them to try it again. I, I don't necessarily like the idea of doing that because, like you guys were saying, sometimes you got to ride that hot goalie, and it, it doesn't always help by subbing them in and out. But St. Louis does have a history of it with Jake Allen and Elliott, so it, it just kind of adds to that history of tandem. Yeah, thanks, Benny. Yeah, Holpe. Braden Holpe was the number one guy in Washington when they won. You know, you got to rely on these number one guys to get you through the playoffs. You got to rely on your franchise guys Mm -hmm. in the playoffs to get you where you want to go. Because, like I said, for some reason, the tandems don't work because you can't get a guy into a groove. Once you get a guy into a groove, it's game over. Jonathan Quick, twice. Corey Crawford, who was – Statistically, not the best regular season goaltender, but when it come playoff time, he threw it in gear. You know, so, you win Stanley Cups with one goalie. You don't win it with the tandem. The tandem will get you get you far, but it ain't gonna get you a win. I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree with you. Just what I'm noticing, but I I do agree with you. Yeah, uh, I mean yeah. you're right. The trend it's the trend is happening. Like you. It's happening before our eyes, you know, whether we wanted to or not. But there's going to come a point where that trend is going to eventually break what I'm saying right now. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. <laughs> Don's like, wait a minute, what? Ride a hot goalie? Well, the Flyers haven't had one in a long time, right? So that yeah. I can understand the confusion of that. But at the same time, though, I mean, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do in the playoffs sometimes. Look at what Quick did. Yeah, I mean, quick back in, was the, I think it was the second cup or it was the first cup. He got hot in the playoffs, and he just, they rode him all the way to that Stanley Cup Finals. They won themselves a cup. And Maddie he likes to ride hot goalies. Yeah. It's very weak, considering the fact that's an expression. <laughs> if you're going to actually try and do a dig, you got to do better than that. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, <laughs> I'm done for the night. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I used the less of my that. energy on Dan. By, and by, by the way, Don, Don why the fuck are you giving Amber Heard access to your fucking bank, bro? What the fuck is wrong with you? Seriously, I'm, dude. I'm I'm Amber Heard. Give it a whole new definition to shitting the bed, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude, what a terrible situation that ended up being. I feel uh, bad for Johnny. 
What? <laughs> what the fuck? That whole thing is just so Hollywood. That whole fucking thing is the most Hollywood trial I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> dude, did you ever hear any of her testimony, dude? It sound it all sounded so fake. I know, right? <laughs> she did better. She did better acting in Aquaman, and she was terrible in that movie. She was in really any movie she's done, but it was much better than the shit that she was spitting and spewing in the freaking courtroom. <laughs> Meanwhile, she had some form of alcohol on her the entire time. I saw that. I saw that today. You notice that? Yeah. She had a silver container in her pocket the entire time, and then she had her water. <laughs> it's so Hollywood that trial. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I legitimately felt bad for Johnny because he was a broken man because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. He also is broken man for other things too, but yeah, that definitely contributed a big. No, it was all her. It was all her. She fucked him up. Yeah, mentally and physically. <laughs> Jesus, oh man, she's a psycho and she needs help. <laughs> Don, somebody said on Twitter, "I can't believe Aquaman side piece and Captain Jack is really arguing." <laughs> <laughs> Say Aquaman side piece. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's just that ain't great. the side piece, bro. That's the main chorus, man. <laughs> oh man. Betty said, I learned that pledge and donate mean the same thing. Who knew? <laughs> oh my god. So between that shit show. We're watching the shit show currently right now. Not really. It's not really a shit show. The abs feel like it is, though. They're down one nothing late in the first period. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Ted's saying her shitting on, on his bed. After he's done with this case, he'll go crazy. He'll get crazy poontang. <laughs> it's Johnny Depp. Of course I mean, he is. He probably would anyway, even during the trial. <laughs> Johnny Depp, of course he will. You know how many? You know how many forty-year-old women want him? Probably more than forty-year-old women. (laughs) Probably, but you know. (laughs) I just—I feel bad. I just—I feel so bad for Johnny, man, that he's in that situation to begin with. Like, he's a broken man. He's—he's not even half of the person that he used to be because of her, and her verbal and physical abuse towards him. But anyway, but I digress. This is a hockey show. <laughs> Ted, try 22 and up. <laughs> Ted's not wrong. Ted's not wrong. Nope. You're not wrong, Ted. Absolutely. <laughs> Hold on. So. Did that go in? Did it go in? Oh. Oh, wait a minute. McKinney's hands. His arms are raised. What's going on? That's not the time to go to commercial. Apparently, it is for TNT. <laughs> what the hell? I guess it didn't go in then. I guess not. All right. So, we've gone through the West matchups, the East matchups for the second round. We saw game one between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning win game one like they did last year. So we'll see if the Lightning can double up in Florida or in Sunrise before heading out to Tampa, try and 
take a sweep of the Panthers. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I mean, but, they got that long trip from Sunrise to Tampa, so they're going to need the rest. Yeah, they're going to. So game two coming up between Tampa and Florida, that will be on uh, what is it? it will be on Thursday. Friday? Friday? Oh, no, yeah, that's right. right. They're doing two-day breaks. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Today's Tuesday. Oh, okay. Okay. It is Thursday. It's every other day. Gotcha. All right. So Thursday, it will be Florida and Tampa game two. And we'll see who wins that one. Will it be the Panthers tying up the series? Or, like I said before, will it be Tampa doubling up, winning two straight games in Sunrise like they did last year? And we're currently watching game between the Blues and the Avalanche. one nothing right now for the Blues. Of course, the Hurricanes and the Rangers start tomorrow, along with the Battle of Alberta starts up tomorrow as well. So a lot of excitement here in this second round. Should be very, very fun to see who comes out on top going to their respective conference finals. But now, gentlemen, it is time for us to go around the league. Obviously, we did talk about Peter DeBoer and his firing and how that situation played out. We talked about Barry Trotz and the possibility of him coming to Philadelphia. So a couple of big coaching changes in the NHL, but I believe Rob had some breaking news for around the league. So, Rob, what did you have? <laughs> Rob's on break. <laughs> Great time, too, right? <laughs> that. I, I knew he was on break. I was waiting to see if you noticed. Uh, no, I Usually mean, when he puts that up. He's not at the computer. <laughs> Usually, but I wanted to test it. I wanted to see, like, well, maybe he is. Maybe I can catch him in an awkward moment, and it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> that was funny regardless. Um, Roscoe, you better stop it. The Lightning is not going to sweep him. Um, I would be shocked if that happened. Be what stunned. else has happened in the league? Uh, another coach got fired. Who the hell was it? I don't know. I don't know. My brain is legit mush right now. Like my head hurts and work has been hell. And I love my job with Durham. I want that to be my life, but I mean, obviously this shows my life too, but of course. Um But yeah, I mean so I just can't remember what else uh, has happened. I thought a lot's happened over the last few days. What I could do is I could give uh, I could give my opinion on the draft lottery since I was not here last week yes, yes, for that. Yes, do that. So I will say this. As unhappy as I was to find out that the Flyers moved down to slot, I was like, are you serious? <laughs> really? You moved us down one? What the fuck, bro? But at the same time, it's still top five, so I guess I can't complain too, too much. You know, it's like, all right. Well, it's still top five. It didn't go they down. They weren't like supposed two to get anything three. worse than four. I get, get five. It was I, fucking I, shady. I know. I know. It's bullshit. Shady. I know it's bullshit, and the whole thing is broken as hell. But you know what? At this point, I'm not shocked. It's the Flyers. We're not supposed to have nice things. Fourth round pick? No, you're settling for fifth, bro. Like, you forgot. You're the Philadelphia Flyers. You don't get nice things. That's just how it fucking works. You know, know why you haven't had a cup since 75? That's fucking why, bro. You ain't allowed to have nice shit. Now, fuck off. That's pretty much you're, what that. You're getting a nice player at five. So yeah, I don't understand true. why everybody's you know? so pissed yeah. off about it. 
No, I, mean, like, I, I, mean, I, was just, I was just about to say the same thing. You're right. I mean, you're getting a real like as of right now, as was a drink. If you went by the rankings from one to five, you're getting Matt Savoy, who is a very nice young player. He needs not, little, he may need a little seasoning down in in juniors for a year or two, but he's a nice player. Flyers have some nice players coming up, so it's not a terrible situation. You went from four to five. You didn't go from like two to seven. Yeah. Then you could have a legit gripe, like for one spot. Like what is it? Two years ago, the Red Wings went from the top three and found themselves. Yeah, they they were supposed to. They 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 should have had the number one overall, and they wound up picking four. Yeah, that was bullshit. Yes, another (laughs) great example. One spot. It's one spot. Still, all shady shows further evidence of how shady the, the the practice is. Yeah, and and you know what? I agree. It's shady the way they do it. It absolutely is. They need to, and I think Rob. Rob, you might have been the one to say this. Have the drawing live on air. Yes. Yes. Get the ping pong balls. Get the little machine. Get the beautiful woman. Do it the way they do the, the, the lotteries. And do it live on the air so it doesn't look as shady. Because there's still going to be some shade behind it. Sure. But do it that way. Do it that way. Anyway, yeah. Rob, breaking news. Yes. Oh, yeah. We're into the round league portion. Um. Well, first of all, this is not breaking news, but I did want to throw this up as I bring up the the other article that was breaking. What about Mitch Marner getting carjacked? You guys oh, hear about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. and then three other friends. Jesus. Scary shit at gunpoint. Even though they said the weapons weren't um utilized or even pointed or whatever, because they they were just like, yeah, fine, take it. You know what I mean? Like. But, you know, it's only a material thing, you know what I mean? And, you know, obviously he has enough change in the purse to recoup an insurance and yada, yada. But still, what a scary experience. And it goes to show that, you know, people up in Toronto go nuts when that team loses. <laughs> they, they, they do. do. They, were, they, were, they were legit, like, brawls all over that arena last night, that night that they lost. Like, I've seen multiple videos of multiple people just – and they're not even fighting other fans. They're fighting each other. They're fighting right. each other. Yeah, that's crazy. Fan on fan violence. Stop it. Right. Stop it. It's a fucking game. Right. It's a fucking I get I get you have the longest tenure without a cup. You have the longest drought without a cup. I get it. You want to see your team succeed. This is like seven years in a row that they've been ousted in the first round. I get it. I get there's frustration there. But it's a fucking game. If they win or lose in the first round, it doesn't change your life. Right, it does right. not change your life. See, I don't know if it's just that I've gotten older and bitter, you know, from my teams losing that I just don't get worked up like that anymore, Same. or if it's a thing of I got a lot going on for me in my life that really the consequence of a team winning or losing means a lot less to me now than maybe at one time in my life that it did. And I think a lot of people there, you know, I'm not saying pinpoint Toronto, this is any place where. Their life is just, you know, they they got that boring ass job. They got nothing going on. They're, you know, taking all their money and 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 you know, like you know, paying it to the ex wife. Whatever your life looks like, to where that's all they have is the joy of the sport. And when they don't get that, that's when people go crazy. No, and I and I get all that. I really do. Like I I, I understand. Like, you know, some people have the escape or whatever, and it's like the only good thing they have going on or whatever. But 
to sit there and get in a fist fight over a loss of a game that really yeah. doesn't matter to Terrible. you, it matters to the guys on the ice because that's what they literally get paid for. <laughs> You're not getting paid to be a fan. Your life does not change whether they win or lose that game seven. Mm-hmm. It does not. And yeah, Don Don, it is a lifestyle. It absolutely is a lifestyle. I get it. I, you know, I'm I'm in that lifestyle myself. But to get worked up where you're starting fights all over the arena, all over the arena, multiple stop it. Grow the fuck up. Agreed. Grow up. Agreed. Stop being a fucking child. Yep. Don't piss and moan because your team lost. Your team lost. Boo fucking who? <laughs> get over it. You're gonna move on, and next year is gonna be next year. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a, it's, it's a, I, I, I just, you know, I lose my temper when it comes to the Flyers and Sharks. I lose it easy, but it would never get to the point where I would physically attack someone. It's like, don't get me wrong, I've thrown shit, I've thrown shit onto the floor, I have thrown shit at a wall, I've done that, but I would never attack somebody. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, I've been that mad. I haven't gotten to that point. Like that's that's crazy. Like that's out of your mind crazy. It's like guys, listen. Yes, it sucks, but what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do about it in life. Carjacking one of the players on the team because his because the team failed to get out of the first round again. What is that going to do to you? I found the fact that carjacker had no idea who he was. Right, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not saying that's definite, like, situation there. Like, it, it could have easily been, you know, just a random, like, you know, oh, you know, like, you know, it, you know, got a criminal saw an opportunity and took it. Didn't even know, like you said, Brian, who he was or whatever. But it easily could. We don't, you know what I mean? It, it, it could be very motivated sports too. Could have been. No, it absolutely could have been. I'd put money on that. He didn't know who that it was. Even Mitch Marner. They. You saw Maybe an opportunity. Not. You say, "Hey, this is a really nice car. Where you can get some money for it at the chop shop." Right. Let's yeah. Get oh, it. Yeah. Obviously, he's riding nice wheels. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. I've teased it long enough. Thanks to Ted again at on Twitter at less than Ted. Some leaked information has come out, furthering the embarrassing news for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, the Coyotes are set to move to the ASU Multi-Purpose Arena in Tempe, Arizona. For the foreseeable future, uh, that's a four thousand seven hundred seat capacity building. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're writing off revenues, furthering the shady. I'm just trying to sum it up. I know we're up against it. Um, furthering their shady business practices, and they're not even going to be. Um, uh, which one? Oh, that yeah. In the deal, the Coyotes have agreed to sacrifice revenue for all the following items: any alcohol or beer advertisements. Um, uh, the Coyotes will not will not be permitted to sell any temporary advertising uh, that is a competitor or in the same category as whomever ASU sells naming rights to, because the light the the all the licensing is going to the Arizona State you know, to the, to the building complex. So what this means is that they're not even allowed to put their logo on center ice. (laughs) 
That's fucking great. Oh my god, I love it. The coyotes are so fucking pathetic. I love it. I'm sorry, I gotta take joy in that. That's a, it's a team in worse shape than the yeah. Flyers and the Sharks. They're, That's so much better. <laughs> they're not gonna be able to generate revenue from advertisements and approve or decline any requests um you know made by the league like basic you know it, they're just sticking a, fi- a middle finger up to the league like like it, they're so gonna get moved like it's, 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 <laughs> oh they're out they're out what, what the fuck that is well, i'm not surprised they can't put the, the logo on, on in center ice because i mean that's still asu's that's asu's arena Right. Yeah. And the league as a whole, like the, the other fellow owners where there's revenue sharing, obviously are going to have a lot less revenue coming in. I mean, I don't know how much they were producing as a percentage of the league, but it's less money for all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I love it. This this whole thing is such a fucking disaster. Oh my god, I love it. It's oh, so even, it's not even like the Coyotes' fault. It's well, the, like it's just the, owner, it's the ownership. It, the yeah. ownership is the biggest issue for that for that organization. You know, they need to they need to figure some shit out over there. Sure. They had, I mean, ninety percent of this is because they haven't caught up on any of their bills. Right. They're not paying their bills flat right. out. They're just not paying them. That's why they're out of the Glendale Arena. That's right. why they're moving into a college arena that's why they have no fan base they do nothing to support this team or the city or whatever you know it's it's i i don't blame the nhl for for this i don't blame anybody but the ownership or lack of ownership for the arizona coyotes i feel bad for the team i feel bad for the fan base i feel bad for the city Right. right sure say hello to your uh 2024-2025 2024-2025 Quebec Nordiques. Possibly. <laughs> Basically. Maybe move another team. Maybe uh, you're looking at maybe uh, the 2003-2000. Sorry, 2023-2024 Houston Arrows. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, 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 the more I think about that possibility of them moving, I could see Houston. Yeah, I really could see Houston. That would fit um, ge- uh, geographically. You know, we yeah. could still keep them out in the West. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not a half bad idea. And you don't have to go through a whole rigmarole of realigning the league again, where you have to move a team out of the East and put it back into the West. In my opinion, I think Detroit would probably be the first one on the list to get moved back, which would be kind of funny. They were just starting to get competitive in the East. (laughs) Uh, We we saw the American Airlines Center rocking in these playoffs. Hockey is thriving in Texas, so might not be a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, I could see oh, Texas. I would, would I prefer to see another team in Canada? Yeah, I, I honestly I would keep them on uh, the west western side of Canada. Figure, figure something out. Maybe Ted, Quebec. Ted's like, Maybe damn, Brian. <laughs> You're allowed to laugh. It's not all serious. Fuck them. They don't care. <laughs> I don't like. I'm not. It's not that I don't think it's funny. I think it's more sad and pathetic than it is funny. It's just, it just, I, it's just, it's more sad than anything. Like I feel bad for the for the fan base. I do. Like that sucks. Poor Roska. Yeah. What's up, Wills? What's up, buddy? Yeah, I mean Hamilton, maybe, maybe throw throw him in Hamilton. Hamilton would be a good fan base. 
Obviously, like I said, Quebec is an obvious one. Houston's a good one. Guys, um, listen. We already know what the answer is. They're going to move the team to Honolulu. Come on now. We already know that this is a foregone conclusion. <laughs> Dan had to come back or he never left. <laughs> he cried in a corner while we continued our show. He's got a pile of sad tissues right next to him. He's like, I need my tears. I use Ooh, them for Portland for could be an interesting one, Benny. What's up? Portland could be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Portland's not a bad idea. Is then you have close proximity rivalries between San Jose, Portland, Seattle, Vancouver. You got a four-way rivalry right there up in the northern northeast area. That isn't a bad option. I like that idea. Yeah, but my question is my my only thing would be um Yes, Dylan. Yes. Put a team in Alaska. Um, my only question would be Travel how many would people be out there actually follow hockey in Portland, Oregon? I feel like they struggle to support that basketball team. Yeah. Well, are the Trailblazers good or are they bad? I mean, they're good, but they're just not always going to sell. Dame Lillard. Okay. It's- Let's see it, how many more times uh, Dan's going to say Victoria, British Columbia. Let's see how many more times he says it because <laughs> you skipped him. Stop skipping me. Victoria, babe. Ted's like, move him to Morocco. Ah, right, there you go. Possibilities out there. Like, Ooh, that's the NHL to Africa. Africa. Yeah. I mean, don't worry. They'll figure it out. If they have hockey in the Middle East, which they actually no, do. Listen, that's a beautiful city. I would love that. Su- suggesting Alaska makes me think of Mystery Alaska. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Station saying Portland Winterhawks do all right in the WHL. Well, okay, then there's a selling point. If the Winterhawks do okay, and they're they're junior league hockey too, so that's that's actually not bad if they're doing if they're doing all right. Dylan's like the Anchorage Snow Dogs. That's I'll put them in name. Juno. That's not a bad name. I'd I'd go right to Juno, go right to the capital. Wouldn't be a bad option. Be interesting. It's got to be a bitch to live out there, though. Yeah. See, the only thing, especially in the summer, the NHL would probably turn that down though because of the travel. They'd be like, no, no, weather's too temperamental. We're not doing that. Well, it's not even that. It's during the summer, like. It fucks with you. It fucks with your brain, man. Like that 24 hours of sunlight in the summer, it yeah. fucks with you hard. Yeah. I know that another league had uh, the Alaska Aces, and I forget what league it was for a period of time. I don't think they exist anymore. But um, I understand what, why the appeal would be there because it, may, it, it would, you know, it's Alaska. It makes sense, you know. And NHLers have come from there. Scott Gomez is one of them. So I get it. I just I, I don't know. It might be a hard sell for the NHL for Alaska. Um, Ted saying, so Arizona had their logo taken away, right? On the ice, they'll still be wearing their logos looking like a Bush League team, which they are. Yeah. So- I think they can still sell uh, merchandise, obviously not in the arena, but like online and, and what have you. But mm-hmm. um, but uh, you just can't you can't advertise it with it. I'll be honest with you guys. Might want to buy those Arizona Coyote jerseys. Those might become collector's items real soon. <laughs> I'm True. happy I got yeah. mine. <laughs> Good point. Priz, get to work. He's mm-hmm. the collector. 
Yeah. <laughs> he has a Trevor's Egress card he needs to send me. Where are you at, Priz? Let's talk about that. Magically disappeared. Damn it. Then it's a young gun too, so it's gonna be worth some money. Oh, he wants, I realize he wants one of my he wants one of my young guns. I think he wants I think he wants uh Krill the Thrill. I ah, think I'd give it up. I take yeah. a Zegris. I listen, I ha- I already I'd be okay with giving up Krill for uh for Zegris. Dude, my two my two massive young gun cards being Trevor Zegris and Adam Fox. Nice. That's nice, yeah. Money, money, money. Be Shane O'Mac in the money. <laughs> Dan saying move all American NHL teams to Canada. No, because that would include the Flyers. You can't have them. And the Sharks. You can't have them either. You, can you can't have the Ducks. And you can't have you can't have the stars either. Why? Because we like Prince. You can't have the stars. <laughs> you can have the Blackhawks. I'll let you have the Blackhawks. How the fuck is <laughs> you he going to take team. stars away from the United States? Come on. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> the Blackhawks are his number one team. But you're going to let him take them, but you're going to keep the stars. Well, listen, I got to give a little bit. It's all about compromise and sacrifice. Uh, Sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah. Like hey, just, be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just be happy you have the teams you have. They say players will have to sell concessions between ships. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. I don't even think there should be any concessions to sell. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Now, welcome to the Arizona Coyotes game for the regular season. Here's a bag of popcorn we bought from the local freaking gas station. And here's the soda we got from there, too. Have fun, fucker. <laughs> popcorn. God, if they don't sell that out, I just I don't I don't know what I uh, if they don't sell out that college arena, they're done. They're done. They're out. Dylan saying, move them to the very north of Canada and call them the North Pole Elves. <laughs> oh, I've have them have elf ears on the helmet too. <laughs> you could always call them the North Pole Caribou too, because they're pretty. Pretty common up there. I want to roll with the elves. I think, but we have to have like a real cartoony looking elf too, with a with a candy cane for the hockey stick instead of the hockey stick. <laughs> you know what would be cool, and it worked for the bas- uh, for the NBA in Oklahoma City. You know what I mean, where basketball was really popular, and 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 they you know cried out for a team, and they eventually got one. What about in the Dakotas? I mean, hockey's huge in North Dakota. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know that. That I mean, obviously, that wouldn't work geographically, like we were talking about keeping it on the West. But well, I mean, that yeah. would qualify for the Central. You just move a team yeah. over to the Pacific. Yeah. I mean, no, because Arizona's not even the Pacific anymore. They're in the Central. Oh, that's right. Because Seattle came into the league, so yeah, you don't even need to make any adjustments. And there is, uh, you put them in Fargo. Because there's the Fargo Dome. You can see if you could put a rink in there. I'm sure that that's where – I'm sure they play hockey in that arena. You know, you can look at different, you know, areas there and see, like, okay, what's the most metropolitan area that has an arena? And let's see if we can do that. I mean, I'm not against that idea. Even arena. You can always build one. Yeah, you can always build one. And people in North Dakota will go to it. It'd be their only pro team, so they definitely would want to go to it. And it's hockey on top of it. I mean, the fight – actually, are they even called the Fighting Sioux anymore? No, I think they're called the Warriors. I, I, I think they changed their name. But all the same, though, North Dakota, you know, the college, 
they always get huge, huge followings. So, yeah, I think a pro team could work out there. Oh, absolutely. I think a pro team could work. I mean, you have that, you automatically have that rivalry with Minnesota. Yeah. So that'll jump that right there because they're right there. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, let's see here. <laughs> Dylan saying Kansas City pitched for one, but but too close to St. Louis, I feel. I don't know if the NHL feels comfortable going back to Kansas City, only because the last time they went to Kansas City, it didn't work out so well. There was a big promise with the scouts, and it never really came forward. Now, to be fair, to be fair, the scouts sucked, so that didn't help anything. This was before they they moved to Colorado next. Yeah, I think they moved to Colorado next, and then they moved to New Jersey. But the point is, is that it really didn't work out because the team just did not work out at the end of the day. Right. Uh, he says, says Hermes should be the logo play on being a dentist and an elf. <laughs> uh, all right. So with that, we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, Rangers and hurricanes. I'm going to roll with the, uh, we'll roll with the hurricanes and then, uh, Oilers and flames. Flames. All right. Make sure you go back and, and go back to the beginning of the show once we're done here, and then you'll get all our predictions. Yep. And yeah, a little more in-depth stuff. Yep. Yep. All right, then. So, gents, time for us to go to our shootout segment. Don, Don, you shut up. You still need to show up on the show, bro. <laughs> all right. So... We talk about <laughs> Don, Don. We talked about around the league, but we're also going to now dive into our shootout segment and our shootout segment for today, which is brought to you by none other than specialized physical therapy, Dr. Paul Vidal. Listen, if you got any injuries at all, you know, listen, you don't want to deal with that. You don't want to try and fight through an injury. That's that's always tough. Get taken care of. And I, we don't mean like we don't mean like a broken bone or anything, but we mean like an ache or pain of some kind or just really bad tension that you got going on. Go to specialized physical therapy. Dr. Paul will take care of you there. It's got Cherry Hill, Burlington, New Jersey. You can make an appointment at specializedphysicaltherapy.com and you know, he'll take care of you. And he'll make sure you feel better about that. Brian knows all about that. Yeah, he did an awesome job over there. Definitely go uh, go check him out if you have any any lingering issues. Can you go see Dr. Paul if your butt hurts? A lot of feelings were hurt on this show too, this <laughs> evening. Really? <laughs> Jesus. Wow. wow. <laughs> I was referencing Daniel, son, over there in Vancouver. <laughs> You skip me. You guys get my comment. <laughs> That's true. New Orleans did have a team out there, and it was affiliated with the Sharks for a period of time. All right. So, gents, our shootout segment for today. Uh, we'll be going through our favorite moments of the week, favorite series of the first round, and predictions for the second round. So, gents, start off with what was your favorite series of the first round? 
for me, it's got to be Toronto and Tampa Bay. You know, I, I'm so I'm like over Tampa Bay being in the playoffs. So I got I'm, I'm against them in every single round um, until they're out. So I thought that actually was a very high paced, high scoring, highly entertaining series. You know, the very back and forth. I thought that was that for me. That was that was one of the best series of the the first round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, from the for looking back to the first round, Dallas Calgary. I mean, we talked about it earlier. Um, you know, uh, we'll see if uh, Calgary continues on in the Battle of Alberta. But all they had to do in the series against Dallas was beat Prizes boy Jake Odinger, who set the all-time record for most saves in a non-OT game seven, which was previously held by the great Ken Dryden. You know, absolutely single-handedly kept the stars in game seven he actually told 64 saves in total and became the second goalie ever to make 60 or more saves in a game seven since 1955 when shots on goal were first tracked and that was kelly rudy 73 for the new york islanders in the 87 eastern division semifinals wow that's crazy <laughs> the kids are stud don don nobody asked your opinion <laughs> so for me love you, uh, man, man. love you buddy it's a good series series of the series series of the first round um for me i i actually really enjoyed the florida washington series i thought it was a really fun battle between two teams one team with veterans that did not back down and just showed you why they won the cup in 2018 because they had that resiliency to them. But Florida stepping up and getting the job done, that was a fun series. That was a really fun series between both of those teams and very competitive, which was actually weird because most of the first round, teams were trading blowouts with each other. Florida and Washington weren't really doing that. They were very competitive games. He says, okay, I'm leaving. He says, Chris, just leave, brother. They don't appreciate us anymore. That's not true. That's not true. Oh, these guys are so butthurt. I don't even know why Don Don's team missed the playoffs. Oh, maybe that's why. <laughs> I mean, the referees are always bad anymore. It doesn't matter what sport you're watching. Officiating is not as good as it used to be. And Dylan said, besides my bias, Canes and Bruins for him. That was another good one. I don't that think, outside from the, the Colorado-Nashville series, I think you could make an argument for any one of these other series being yeah. very, very good. Yeah, yeah. this is definitely uh, – they even said it Oh, I think it was on the ESPN pregame where this is – Holy shit. I'm sorry, Robin, Rob. I'm sorry. Saw that massive hit. Anyway, go on, go on. Oh, no problem. <laughs> massive hit by who? Ah, it was one of the Blues players. Literally launched one of the abs. He, his stick flew out of his hand and everything. He went flying. Holy shit. Oh, I think it was Bacar who got launched. But anyway. Definitely, definitely one of the most exciting first rounds, you know, in Stanley Cup history. I mean, five game sevens. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't even know who that is. He completely blew up Makar after the play. (laughs) All right. So let's see here. Um, Let's do our favorite moment so far of the week in the playoffs. 
One one. One one. Oh, oh, we got a goal from Landeskog. Or no, nope. no, it's the Chuskin. Never mind. My bad. Um, yeah, you self-corrected. Favorite moment? Uh, I have to say. Listen, I, I, I mean, I, this goes for every round. Every round, every team. My favorite moment is always the handshakes at the end of the, at the end of the, the hard fought series. Like I don't think yeah. there's any other moments that are better than that. No other sport got it right like the NHL does at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. At the end of every series, line it up. Doesn't matter how hard fought it is. No matter how much bad blood was spewed. Line it up, shake hands, and then you keep it moving. Good luck next year. You know. Best, it's always the best moment. Absolutely. Code of honor. Damn right. Yep. Yep. Um, J- Dylan's was Johnny Gaudreau's OT winner. Not too surprised by that pick. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> almost like he's rooting for him or something. Uh, for me, uh, I would say my favorite moment uh, would probably be I-, I did like that OT winner from Connor Verhage. You know, yeah. I. I liked it because, you know, Florida finally breaking their jinx in the first round. I was like, that's a huge OT goal for that franchise. Might be the biggest OT goal. Yeah, I could argue it's probably their biggest OT goal because even though 96, they had a couple of big OT wins. That's still a big one right there for them. So, yeah. yeah. And that was Drew's third point of that game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I had that whole rundown as my favorite moment. G getting the game time goal mm-hmm. with that sweet slapper five hole. Mm-hmm. Then assisting on Barkov's uh, Barkov's go ahead goal with that sweet circle to circle pass, and then not 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 to be outdone after Oshi ties it with the sweet hand eye coordination, G just has that all out energy in OT and sets up that you know the aforementioned Brahegi series punching goal. Um, this is a great game, Maddie. I agree with you a thousand percent. I still say Oshi's hit the puck initially in the air with a high stick though, Brian. Even, even oh, though it was fantastic, I had. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, Jake Hensel's goal was a high stick, too. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. What's, SMJ, up, what's up, dude? What's, what's, what's up, SJM? Coming in a little late, bro. We're almost about ready to wrap it up. But, hey, we're happy to see you, bro. Yeah. Say, make sure make sure you guys lock your car doors in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. We know. Penn's getting eliminated. That goal was insane, too. And that's a good moment right there, but I can't really say it's my favorite moment because the Rangers scored it. So Marin <laughs> finally cutting through and 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 getting his first goal of the, the series. And he's another one that needs to get going if they want to beat the Canes. They they need to get some production out of him. Yeah. And I like this. Dylan saying also the really classy moment was Markstrom embracing Oninger saying you're the fucking future. That yeah, that mm-hmm. was a great moment. That's right an awesome there. moment. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's our favorite moments in this currently in this past week of the playoffs. And now we go to the predictions of the second round to finish out the shootout segment. And uh, yes, so my prediction for the second round, and this is just like a hot take prediction, it doesn't have to be like your series winners or anything. Yeah, we went through all of them throughout the show, anywho. So yeah. yeah, you can always rewind back, but yeah, you got to save the juicy one for the end. Go for yeah. it, Maddie. So my hot take prediction for this one is that we will see single series records broken between the Oilers and the Flames in this coming battle of Alberta. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. A lot of goal scoring coming. I can feel mm-hmm. that. I can feel that. Oh, I can yeah. feel that. Um, I know this goes again, and I'm not flipping. I'm standing by my my uh, my really as you know as we established last week, Brian. You know the you know Eddie Yeehaw could pick this pick, <laughs> but uh, uh, Carolina. Uh, I mean, uh, Colorado and Florida in the finals, but who's got a shot to uh, continue this run and take out the Avs? Um, I think they got the edge in the series, and uh, and 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 a big time rust factor, like you boys were saying earlier. So I'm going to say that the St. Louis Blues win that series in six. Man, you you and I are on the same page, bro. I don't necessarily know if it's going to wind up being six. I think this is a seven-game series no matter how you look yeah, at it. I could see that too. Um, but I just think the physicality of the St. Louis Blues is going to is going to be a little bit of a problem for the Colorado Avalanche. Plus, I like Jordan Bennington over Darcy Kemper as a goaltender. Yeah, sure. uh, just overall, I think Bennington's better. And Huso is really good backup to have. Outside of Kemper, outside of Kemper, who do you really have? I mean, right, right. Who you turn so I think to, that's yeah. going to be. Yep, I think that's going to be the yeah. be the X factor in the series here is the goaltending, and I think uh, Bennington out battles the Colorado Avalanche to win a series in right. seven. He's built for playoffs. He's a playoff goaltender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Prism saying wouldn't know, wouldn't care. I don't want thing. I don't want them to get ratings. Man, when Prism's team gets eliminated, man, he is vicious. Holy shit. I love this one too. Ottinger should have responded, your boys are as dirty as fuck, and I hope you get AIDS. Like, God damn, bro. God damn. At least Priz don't go out carjacking people. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. At least least as far as we know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. On the news today in Texas, <laughs> Don, Don same prediction, lightning sweep the Panthers. Really? Oh, okay. That's a hot take. Uh, Ted saying, you guys are really down on the ass. I wouldn't say down. Not at all. I'm, it's weird saying that they're still my pick to represent the West in the Stanley, uh, Stanley Cup Finals. This is a hot take, something else that I could see happening. And I could see that happening because the abs – until you show me you can do it in the playoffs, you know, you got to have a little room for doubt. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not down on the abs at all. I just – I think their issue this year is going to be the same issue they had last year is, is they don't have a legit number one. Uh, same reason with the Edmonton Oilers, why I don't think they're getting out of the second round. Probably shouldn't have gotten out of the first round. Lack of goaltending. Everything else I'm fine with. One of the best power plays, one of the best penalty kills, one of the best all-around transition teams. Colorado is one of the best offenses in all of hockey. They got their roster just absolutely loaded. They're they're right where they deserve to be. Um, I just I think goaltending is going to be an issue, and I think a lack of physicality is going to be an issue as well, playing against a very tough St. Louis Blues team. No, you're right. You're right. And it, it's going to be a fun one. Because, to be honest, I forgot the Blackhawks were in the playoffs. They got swept, right? Blackhawks were not in the playoffs. 
The Preds were in the playoffs and they got swept. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Don Don on this one. That's a little too soon, Ted. Uh, we love you, Prez. Yeah, we love all you guys. For some reason, <laughs> we love all you guys, but yes. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up. I'm ready for bed. All right, guys. So that's it for our shootout segment. We thank everybody for joining us. As always, we love you guys out here in the fam, always giving us the support, always throwing out the comments. And, you know, obviously we're not going anywhere. We're going to be here for the rest of the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting first round. I apologize again that I, I missed you guys through pretty much all of it. But – I'm here for now, and I'm here for the second round. So let's get ready to see what we got with these final four teams in each conference. All right, guys. With that, we are brought to you by a few of these lovely sponsors. It doesn't look like it, but it's supposed to be. Uh, Yes. There it is. There it is. (laughs) And uh, if you are looking to buy or sell a home, or you're looking for a change in career or brokerage, contact Alan Foy, EXP Realty, LLC at 302-682-8820 or visit them at the web at allen.foy at exprealty.com. Big move in life when you got it when you're going from one home to the other or you're selling a new or you're selling a home. Do it right. Go to Alan Foy because you don't want to mess that up. That can screw you up big time. So do it right. Get it done right. And we also have all campus John Coyle, he's the man. He does the ramp booth down in Ocean City, but he also has that great shot. Oh, my God, what a save. What a fucking save by Jordan Bennington, showing shades of that 2019 run right there. Holy shit. Wow. What a save. Eric Johnson had a wide-open net, and he didn't get all of it. Oh, that puck slipped off his blade. Oh, wow. Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah. Yep. I think uh, Kadri gave the best example of that. He just put his head in his gloves and just went, looked down on the ice. He could not believe it. Best chance they've had all night. Oof. Wow, he had a wide open net. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Yes, but all the same, John Coyle, All Camp Associates, 20% off everything in their store, including hats, shirts, and for all subscribers. So get subscribed up, get that 20% off, wear your team colors or pride, and check out the ramp booth. All right. And, of course, Fan Up, the best way to enjoy fantasy sports with daily NBA contests and more. You can win great prizes if you sign up today and use the promo code A2T for 5,000 bonus points, a $50 value. All you got to do is go to fanup.app, download it, and start winning yourself some cash. Gleason's Bar, located at 6700 Mill Creek Ave in Levittown, PA. You can use the promo code A2D for 10% off your order whenever you dine in, take out, or you go online at Gleason's Bar and Steaks.com. It's great food there, so absolutely go do that. And Bri, where can everybody go if they want to support us and they want to give us a little bit of love along with the rest of the A2D fam? Where can they go? Head on over to phillydrinkers.com, phillydrinkers LLC. They do a great job with all their merch, all kinds of great novelty shirts, all kinds of great mugs, hats, great stuff over there. Alex Einhorn does a great job with all our stuff. So head on over to phillydrinkers.com. That's phillydrinkers LLC. 
Absolutely. All right, guys. And uh, one last go around here for, of course, our show sponsor, Manscaped. You be, and that is the ATD membership. There we are. Nope, that's ESPN. Man. You're rusty. Welcome back, Maddie. Yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. There we are. There it is. Get 20% welcome off. Back, welcome back. <laughs> Plus free shipping with the A code of A2D at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code at A2D at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. What do the ladies not like, Brian? Junk funk. Yeah, get rid of that. So get rid of the old hygiene habits, upgrade your life, get manscaped. All right, guys, we'll see you next week right here on A2DRadio.com, and we'll have more playoff action for you. We'll see where each series is at. We'll see if anybody got eliminated by that time. Until then, guys, you stay safe, you stay healthy out there. Peace and love, everyone.